Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three.
623. Welcome to Tuesday, the 8th of November 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show, live on City 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Kwao. Sitting in for Bernard Avlet. Many, many, many thanks for joining us. It's always an honor and pleasure bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. Make yourselves comfortable, grab a seat, and let's have breakfast. Join us on the number 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. And you're listening to us live all around the world via citynewsroom.com. Daughters of Glorious Jesus sounding or starting us off this morning. We begin with our business sense. Proudly brought to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the payday plus. If your salary goes through their honored bank, it's an absolutely great thing. Because the payday plus has been designed just for you. If you have pressing needs to meet and it's not time for payday... They can give you up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. Remember, there's no interest on repayment within 30 days. Your money hits your account the same day. If this is something you are interested in, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly are Greek and more. Our business sense today comes from the Reverend Jesse Jackson, who says, Time is neutral and does not change things. With courage and initiative, leaders change things. Time is neutral and does not change things. With courage and initiative, leaders change things. So, if you sit down and fold your arms, nothing will get done because time doesn't change anything. What changes things is courage or, yes, courage and initiative. What changes things are two things. The things that change uh, the situation will be um, two things. Courage and initiative. The courage to face the situation. To accept the circumstance. Man up and face it. And the initiative to find solutions, ideas, ways of getting around that challenge. That's when things change. So as we begin today, let's think about the two things that can change things. Courage and initiative. As for time, it's very neutral and it will not change anything. That's our business sense for the morning, proudly brought to us by ADB, ADB Truly, Agric and more. Coming up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back, don't go anywhere.
City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. check is 6.30. Coming up next is the newspaper review brought to us by Quartz Engine Oil designed with age resistance technology and can protect your engine against mechanical wear by up to 74% even under the most extreme temperature. If you're choosing Quartz from Total Energies, you're choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and younger for longer. And Fidelity Bank is also bringing us the newspaper review. The Fidelity Sikaboom promo is here. You can win 100,000 CDs in the grand draw. All you have to do is deposit and maintain 300 CDs in your account between now and the end of the promo period, which is in February 2023, and you could win big. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And the newspaper review is also brought to us by Kelkits. Tell kids happy smile. Let me welcome the guys, Caleb Koda and Godfrey Akutoboafu are here with me. Guys, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Very good. Okay. Um, Tuesday. 
Yes. Not a lot of good news, but I see. we'll try and lighten it up. Okay. We'll try and lighten it up. Anyway, let me take it to the front page of the Daily Graphic mm-hmm. quickly. Motorway deteriorates. I told you not a lot oh, of man. good news. <laughs> Motorway deteriorates. Patched portions rot away. Hmm. Uh, the Daily Graphic spent a month monitoring the motorway and yeah. they brought some uh, images of portions of the motorway. <laughs> Kester Bram Crunchy, good work. Ekufuado, Sunak, Launch Forest and Climate Leaders Partnership. Be <laughs> moderate in expenditure. Press be moderator to government. Regional Minister backtracks on Ramsar site demolitions. Hmm. Ghanaian Times, demand for termination of appointment of new GSDG. Pre-tertiary teachers abandoned classrooms nationwide. Latif assault case yet to commence after five years. Stories on page three of the Ghanaian Times and at COP27 summit, Ghana committed to increasing share of renewable energy. President Okufuado is speaking and private industries call for introduction of import license policy. Front page of the business analyst, more doctors want to leave Ghana. Survey reveals value assets that protect investors, SEE direct market operators and Data Bank also dismisses panic withdrawal reports. The Chronicle, the injustices in IMF's $650 billion bailout. Ghana receives only $1.07 billion. This is according to ISODEC. And leadership is about empathy, Mr. President. Akufado uh, says Ghana is targeting renewable energy. Gunmen had wanted to assassinate our win Omanhene. Secretary says so. And Isaiah 10.1 Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who is you oppressive decrees front page of the graphic business finally from me nathan use ruthless approach to stabilize economy former imf advisor domestic airlines failed to cash in on hogba church festival mm. sec directive not for haircut reverend ogbami tete that's the sec boss the final newspaper, Akufuado Sunak Launch Forest and Climate Leaders Partnership, Ghana committed to increasing share of renewable energy, Access Bank builds capacity of SMEs to utilize digitalization, and the big one, CD4, rising cost, collapsing newspapers, over 600% price increase of some inputs since January. Okay, Oof. if you go online, <laughs> citynewsroom.com, um, a number of stories there. Um, ride-hailing app drivers threaten to charge their own fares. So <laughs> those who use the ride-hailing apps, be ready. Because all kinds of funny, funny things. But then we'll just take taxi. Because yeah. then you become That's a taxi. No, I'm not saying, but if you're ride-hailing app, yeah. ride-hailing yeah. app, yeah. and you say I charge your own fare, yeah. then you are a taxi. So Yesterday, I'll one a taxi. was like, he's taking 60 from Circle to somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, ride-hailing. Well, other stories. Teachers ambushing school yeah. kids with unfair strike. That's according to Athenio Marking. Okay, mm. is the minority, uh, majority, the deputy majority leader yeah. in Kwabibem? Crime rates increasing over exchange of cocoa farms for galamse. So that's also one thing we need to keep an eye on. Staying in uh, Kwabibem, uh, cocoa farms there are being or have been turned into galamse pits. Okay? Serious. Ajo is telling Dom Kwabinya residents, "I'll continue to be your MP." And Broja James he says, "Think <laughs> against." <laughs> Girlfriend, go, go why? <laughs> the way you read it, like, I'll continue to be your MP. <laughs> I'll continue to be your MP. Who problem, Bill? Me and I'm a tissue. A tattoo. 
right. Anyway, a suit against Tolong MP not to enhance my political ambition. That is what is going on there. And meeting between gov- uh, government and striking teachers union ends inconclusively again. So that is also there as well. Plus, keep schools open despite strike by teachers. GES to headmasters. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, 39 new free zones companies to inject $230 million into economy. That's also there. If you go to myjoyonline.com, I expect a cut. I expect a cut in government appointees, Professor Peter Corti, on the 2023 budget. Minority leadership whips its 136 MPs for vote of censure on November 10. NDC youth activists want Supreme Court to declare second majority whip seat vacant over fraud allegations. Okay, And we are collating signatures to petition parliament to impeach a Kufado. Martin Pebu is speaking. If you go to starfm.com.gh, Bulldog sues Shatawale. So looks like they have their own thing going on there. Kokobo trial, step down. Opuni to retire Justice Honyanuga. And on the booing incident from over the weekend, political scientists fought Baumier's handless. Okay? And if you go international, U.S. Congress, this is on the BBC's homepage, U.S. Congress at stake as Americans vote in midterms, and Ukraine is reason to act fast on climate. That's according to the British PM Rishi Sunak. And notorious Instagram influencer jailed for fraud. So the FBI is talking about hash puppy, and they describe him as one of the world's most high-profile money Laundress. How many years did you get? Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. In, okay. When anyway, get let me this. let me start from uh, climate yes. and environment. A lot of stories today in the Daily Graphic around that because we are COP twenty seven. Mm. Uh, yes. Discussing Easy. a lot of things. So I'll, t- I'll start from page five of the Daily Graphic. COP twenty seven underway with emphasis on African nations. Envoys from around the globe gathered on Sunday in the Egyptian coastal resort of Sharm El Sheikh. For talks on tackling climate change amid a multitude of competing crises, including the war in Ukraine, high inflation, food shortages, and an energy crunch. COP27 is being branded an African COP, where the positions of African countries on issues such as finance for adapting to climate change or adopting renewable energy sources will be central to the talks. Now, if you go to page 20 of the same paper, the president, Akufado, he's there, uh, and he's been meeting with uh, the UK Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, yes. and they've launched what is called the Forest and Climate Leaders Partnership. Okay. Yes. This is a new political forum that brings together governments and partners to work together to implement solutions that reduce forest loss, increase restoration, and support sustainable development. Staying with that theme, if you go to page 38 of the same newspaper, developing countries demand climate justice Mm. funds at COP27. And the African voice is led by one of the key voices, there's the president of Senegal, who said it was unacceptable for Africa to always remain in the position of those who paid the price for pollution caused by others. Quote, Africa is not a highly industrialized continent and therefore global warming is not our fault. And all African countries together cost no more than 4% of the global emissions of carbon dioxide. He called on leaders in Africa to remain united and speak with a common voice to ensure that the continent received the required support to tackle climate change issues. And then if you, there's an opinion piece, yes. uh, page 44, climate change risk is water security risk by Dr. Bob Mantia, a senior research fellow for the Center for Climate Change and Sustainability Studies, University of Ghana, Legon. And just a snippet of what he's saying, he says, the reality, however, remains that not a lot of effort 
has gone into the science of climate change impact manifestation in Ghana mm. to understand the nature of impacts, especially as it relates to water resources. Talking about water, one thing that affects water is illegal mining. Now, if you go to Kwabibim, for example, cocoa farms there have been uh, left with large pits by illegal small-scale miners. Residents said unknown persons came from outside the community to prospect and eventually destroy the land with their illegal mining uh, activity. Some of the pits in the area had been left open for up to eight years. That's why the government's rhetoric in the fight against illegal mining. Illegal miners were still at work in this particular district. Now, if you go to citynewsroom.com, that's where I'm reading the story from. There are so many pictures, aerial shots, uh, up-close shots of excavators some of the pits are open really 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 tragic stuff happening in 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 those areas and you can find the the cocoa farms have been devastated and the water is just snaking its way through the various parts of these blocks actually by the activities of the illegal miners it's 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 not looking good (laughs) at all while our leaders at COP27 making uh, promises and on climate and all here in Accra, RECSEG suspends Ramsar site demolition for further engagement. Story by Ken Afeji, and he says the Greater Accra Regional Security Council, RECSEG, has suspended a planned demolition exercise at the Ramsar site to allow further engagement with stakeholders to draw a roadmap for the reclamation of the encroached portions of the site. The meeting held on Sunday was to regularize properties in the enclave to ensure that residents do not evade their tax obligations such as property rates. It is recalled that last month the RECSEC supervised the demolition of fence walls that were built in the core areas of the Ramsar site and was set to demolish all illegal buildings on the site in the second phase. This was scheduled to take place after a team of intergovernmental agencies was tasked to take inventory of all illegal buildings and submit the report to the RECSEC. But the regional minister, Mr. Henry Corte, told a gathering of chiefs, residents and chief executives of Tema West and Tema Metropolitan Assemblies that no single building would be demolished until a clear roadmap was fashioned out. He stated that such stakeholders' engagements would be held again in three weeks' time to go through rigorous processes for a win win situation for all. Let me take you to page three of the business analyst. Let's talk some money. Mm. And doctors want more money. Mm. And doctors want to leave mm. Ghana. President of the Ghana Medical Association, Dr. Frank Sebois, revealed that per a survey conducted by the association, most Ghanaian doctors are considering leaving the country. Now, they did the survey amongst 260 medical doctors, and 90% of them said they want to leave. Mm -hmm. The reason for which the doctors have uh, leave include the search for better income, improved improved working living conditions, better life in schools for their children, and opportunities for further education. Good friend, the CD4 rising cost collapsing newspaper story Mm. by Elvis Dark. Mm. This is the Finder newspaper and it says the rapid depreciation of the city, rising prices of raw materials by production, freight, logistics and procurement costs from the beginning of the end, uh, from the beginning to the end, pro- 
process have led to dramatic rise in the price of printing materials such as paper, ink, film and plate among others. Unprecedented escalation. It has inputs imported. The newspaper industry is feeling the pinch very hard because all the inputs in producing newspapers are imported. Impact of the city. The city, which has lost over 50% of its value since the beginning of the year, has made inputs for newspaper production, which are all imported ridiculously expensive. He talks about the decline in advert revenue, the print media grappling with financial difficulties, 579% rise in the price of 80 gram bond paper. And it goes on and on to tell you how all these factors are affecting the cost of the city. So if you don't hear your favorite newspaper on the... If you've not been hearing us review your favorite newspaper, probably... Uh, okay. In fact, they are feeling the pinch mm. of the economy. Well, they are not the only ones feeling the pinch. Online drivers are doing so. Mm. The National Secretariat for Online Drivers, this story, this story is on citynewsroom.com, has threatened to charge passengers based on their discretion mm. rather than the fee given by the apps. Drivers say the move has become necessary as the charges allocated by the app managers are inadequate to meet the rising cost of fuel. The online drivers have in the past called on their managers to adjust prices upwards to cushion them, but to no avail. The General Secretary for the National Secretariat of Online Drivers, Alex Okine, said drivers were incurring losses at the current rate, hence the operation charge your own fare. Okay, so that's what they are up to now, operation charge your own fare. Now, if you stay on... um, Citizenism.com, a joint report by the University of Ghana Business School and the University of Oxford um, says ride-hailing drivers and delivery workers have been at the mercy of Ghana's unbridled rise in inflation. The report says drivers and delivery workers on the various online platforms struggle to make ends meet as they struggle with everyday expenses and work longer hours to maintain a decent standard of life. It also revealed that many of these workers um, uh, had to switch between two or three platforms to work extra hours to be able to pay for their everyday expenses as well as put food on the table for their families and provide a roof over their heads. The report, which is the second of its kind by the Fair Work Ghana Project, evaluated 10 platforms including the Black Ride, Global Swift Wheels, Bolt Uber, Jumia Food, Bolt Food, Indriver, Phoenix and Yango and scored Ghana between 0 and 5 out of 10. So okay. that's a bit of um, something for everybody to chew on. Let me take you to the graphic business on page 23. The SEC is speaking. Those of you who have investments, listen. SEC directive not for haircut. And this is coming from the SEC boss, Reverend Daniel Ogbami Tete. And he's saying that the new directives are to allow, are to ensure that portfolios reflect market values as well as investors of collective investment schemes. Quote, this is not a new valuation methodology. It's something that some of the market operators have been practicing and we gave this directive because we want some uniformity in the marketplace. What the directive means is that if you're already using that methodology to value your stocks in your portfolio, you have your quantity versus the price. So what it means is that you want to see the market value of those securities that you have in your portfolio. Now, uh, SEC directed fund managers and custodians and trustees to use fair value markets to market valuation method in value okay. portfolios. This caused a bit of a scare in the market, but he says, don't panic. Okay. Don't panic. T- t- talking about that, Reverend Obama will be on the show later this morning. Right. So we can ask him all the questions. Nice. And so our, our listeners can, you know, note their questions, signpost that, and then at around 9 a.m., he will be in to answer all the questions. Investors, 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 yes. pay attention. <laughs> now, Nathan, 
Nketia Ufusuampo for contest. NDC needs to redefine the future it believes in. This is attributed to Agumenu. He is a former special assistant to the late former President Jerry John Rollins. Donald Senanu Agumenu is his full name. And he says that the NDC needs at this moment to redefine the future the party believes in and cut a robust governance framework for national development. Regarding the upcoming contest between Johnson Asiedu Nketia and Samuel Ofosu Ampofo for the national chairmanship of the NDC, he said when two products are good for a competitive market, the dynamics of the market forces would either reposition one or necessitate a person to re-examine some exceptional qualities of the two. In the event, he said one would appreciate the unique selling proposition of each and decide on which one could be your star brand with a competitive edge to lead the market quote. The interesting thing is that I don't only understand this, but equally appreciate it from the perspective of President Rollins on General Esiedun Katia and Chairman Ampofo, he said in a write-up. Um, Dr. Donald Agumenu added that uh, we are on a complex path that needs a bold decision to distinguish the brand we need at this challenging moment to redefine the future we believe in as a party and cut a robust, a robust governance uh, framework for national um, development. Okay, let's go to Parliament, right? I'm going to give you two stories. One is on citynewsroom.com. The other is on my journal online. Um, dot com. So the majority in parliament, this is from my journal.com. The majority in parliament says it is considering dragging the Speaker of the House to the Supreme Court over his ruling on the Dom Kabinya MP Sarah Ajua Safu. According to the majority leader, Osei Chimen Sambuzu, the ruling was quote unfortunate, end quote, saying the Speaker may have misinterpreted the law. Now, he told Joy News that, quote, if we lend ourselves by what I consider to be a very capricious ruling, then the Supreme Court would be the final arbiter. But if you go to citynewsroom.com, uh, MP Adra Safo is here. Mm-hmm. She's saying that, okay, she has expressed a desire to remain in Parliament Thank as you. she faces removal from the House. She was speaking at the Pentecost Church at Taifa on Sunday. And she said that God had helped her family and Taifa was where she belonged. And she says, quote, or she said, quote, I know I'll be back and I'll continue to be your member of parliament, end quote. Now, the MP has been under fire for her continuous absence from the country and she has been living in the U.S. this past year, requested for leave of absence in 2021 from her then ministerial post as the Minister of Gender, Children and Social Protection. So. Right. That's uh, the lowdown from that quarter. Let Welcome me give back. you two stories from two churches, uh, the Presbyterian Church and the Church of Pentecost. On page 16 of the Daily Graphic, be moderate in expenditure. That's the Presby moderator uh, speaking to the government, right, Reverend Professor Joseph Obria Bois. He has cautioned the government to strive to spend within its means. That, he said, was necessary given the prevailing economic hardships uh, in the country. He was speaking at the uh, centenary Thanksgiving service of the Asante Presbytery at the Jubilee Park in Kumase. On page 18, the Church of Pentecost is defending uh, its three-day prayer and fasting to fix the economy. Uh, the church issued a circular last Friday to announce the fasting and prayers, but has since courted a lot of public reaction, especially on social media. While others are criticizing the church for declining the fasting and prayers for the nation, others have hailed the church for that decision. And the General Secretary of the Church, Apostle Alexander Danayal Kumilabi, he has defended the decision uh, he said the church saw nothing wrong yes. with that as its responsibility and that of all Christians, as its responsibility and that of all Christians to pray for their nation 
and their leaders. The scripture says, Seek the peace of the land into which I have sent you to exile. Mm-hmm. For when they prosper, you too shall prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me end on this one. Ghanaian Times, page 3. Latif assault case yet to commence after five years. Story by Abigail Anon. Nearly five years after multimedia journalist Latif Idrisu was allegedly assaulted by policemen, leaving him with a severely fractured skull. Hearing on the case, it's yet to officially begin. The award-winning journalist on March 27, 2018, suffered police brutality in the course of covering a protest by some National Democratic NDC uh, Cong- National Democratic Congress NDC members following the arrest of its then Deputy General Secretary Samuel Koku Anyedoho. Details on page number three of the Ghanaian Times. Five years on, cases yet to start. And I will end with the daily graphics front page. Motorway deteriorates. Uh, Kesta uh, Bram Crunchy and his team have done some solid work there. And they're saying that two years after the daily graphic began to highlight the deteriorating state of the 56-year-old motorway, potholes, bitumen, patches, erosion, and hardened lumps from spilled concrete are still posing a danger and discomfort to drivers and passengers who commute on the road on a daily basis. While the Temakra stretch remains the more deplorable, the portion around the Shaiman Toll booth where transit tracks park on the shoulders sometimes for hours has been destroyed by potholes, while erosion has also eaten into the edges and they also say on four occasions while monitoring activities uh they've seen they've witnessed accidents uh they've seen the speed radar as well yeah. uh that has been uh installed by the national road safety authority now they've been uh chasing the minister for some responses on this a deputy minister of roads and highway Stephen pampin jalula to the daily graphic last year that the government was in the process of awarding the contract for the reconstruction of the motorway and the dualization of some highways across the country. So uh, you can get uh, the daily mm. graphic. Th- this, okay, this report. is good. You know, the Buzia Highway, I've been complaining about. Mm-hmm. Some work has been done. I mean, proper work, but there's more to be there's done. More. So yeah. Okay, Let, let's just end with two international stories. One that says the war in Ukraine is a reason to act faster mm. to tackle climate change. That's according to Rishi Sunak, UKPM. Right. And he said this at the UN Climate Summit COP27 in Egypt. Now, the key topics are compensation and support for the most affected um, countries and Rishi Sunak said climate and energy security go hand in hand and he says quote Putin's aberrant war in Ukraine and rising energy prices across the world are not a reason to go s- to to go slow on climate change they are a reason to act faster end quote and then the other international story has to do with Hash Puppy mm. now a notorious Instagram influencer from Nigeria Hash Puppy aka Ramon uh, Abbas Okay. Now, he has been jailed for more than 11 years in the U.S. for his role in an international fraud syndicate. Now, a judge in Los Angeles also ordered him to pay $1.7 million in restitution to two fraud victims. Abbas will serve his sentence of 135 months in a federal prison. Last year, he pleaded guilty to money laundering, and he also admitted to attempting to steal more than $1.1 million from someone who wanted to fund a new children's school in Qatar. That's according to court documents in California. So that's the lowdown on um, Hash Puppy who has been jailed in the U.S. of A. And just one story that caught my attention from the graphic business on domestic airlines fail to cash in on Hugbechucho Festival Mm. and goes on to explain uh, why perhaps it was not such a good idea to put an airport in Ho, considering the fact that it's very close to a lot of people decided to go by road 
the two airlines that uh, decided to work on that route, Passionair and Africa Airlines, all gave up uh, because they're not making uh, the numbers. So according to the story by McLean Kofi, the development has left the $25 million facility idle with mm-hmm. fears that the continuous soaring of crude oil prices to direct impact on aviation fuel prices could gradually turn into a white elephant for a region awash with tourist sites in the country seeking greater gains from tourism. So perhaps they might need to reconsider the business model. Yeah, the conversation uh, of making it an aviation school something like that. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Thank you guys. Thank you Godfrey. Thank you Caleb. That was a newspaper review. Uh, coming up next is the City Business News. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Coming up next is the City Business News. Now, do people still hear that dark color, uh, color tone when they call you? MTN wants you to know that you can still bring some life to your color ring back tone with some of your favorite songs if you enjoy high life, hip hop, hip life, or gospel. All you have to do is dial star 1355 hash to choose from a wide range of music options. And that's it. Everyone who calls you gets to listen and dance to your favorite songs too. That's a dope caller ring back tone today and enjoy life only on MTN. Access Bank is bringing us the City Business News and they've bought the Access Bank triple salary promo. Switch your salary account to Access Bank's Empire Salary Account today and automatically enjoy free interest on payday loan, pick now, pay later loans, fly now, pay later loans and other personal loans. And you can enjoy all of that up until 30th April 2023. T's and C's apply. Visit any of Access Bank's 53 branches across Ghana or visit ghana.org accessbankplc.com to get started access bank more than banking and the business news is also brought to us by goy or goy good energy goy yeah yeah dm and enterprise life enterprise life is your advantage let's get the latest from netilly netty this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinete Ajaho. Coming up, stakeholders in the construction industry lament the impact of the depreciating city on the prices of building materials and the cost of doing business and about $230 million to be injected into the economy from 39 newly licensed companies. This is according to the Ghana Free Zones Authority. the stories now. The Ghana Free Zones Authority has revealed that it expects about $230 million to be injected into the economy from 39 newly licensed companies by the authority. 
This comes as the country is currently grappling with a balance of trade deficits and the depreciation of the local currency. The 39 new free zones companies which were licensed to operate within the last year and a half are also expected to bring in about $529 million by way of export earnings. Speaking during the launch of the 2022 Investment Week, Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Free Zones Authority, Ambassador Michael Okwe Jr. noted that it is critical that Ghana increases its exports to end the needed foreign exchange and stabilize the free fall of the city. 39 new companies have been licensed since I took over as chief executive officer. The usual annual average has been around 28. These companies are expected to inject an estimated capital of 230 million United States dollars into the economy. In addition, the estimated export earnings from the 39 companies is $529 million, an estimated production value of $436 million United States dollars. The cumulated exports from the free zones enterprises since the program's inception stood at $27 billion United States dollars as at 2020. Currently, the total number of active companies is 217. Out of the 217 active companies, 72 are wholly Ghanaian-owned companies, representing 33%. 74 are wholly foreign-owned companies, representing 34%. And 71 are joint ventures, representing 33%. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Free Zones Authority, Ambassador Michael Okwe Jr. Stakeholders in the construction industry are bemoaning the prices of building materials in the last few months. Prices of cement have seen an increase of over 35% in the last 40 days. Traders of some of these materials blame the price hikes on the free fall of the city. They lament it is woefully affecting their business. There's more in the following reports filed by City News' Emmanuel Pong and read by Sixtus Dong Ulu. Following the free fall of the Ghanaian city, many groups and individuals have expressed concern over the development and how it is impacting their lives and businesses. The local currency has experienced about 50% depreciation, trading at about 13 Ghana cities to the dollar, despite commencing the year at about 6.5 Ghana cities for a dollar. Today, we shift our attention to how the depreciation of the Ghanaian city is impacting the construction industry. According to the 2022 budget statement released in November 2021, the construction sector expanded by 8.2% year-on-year in the first six months of 2021. But are the narratives same? as the city is currently reported to be the worst performing currency on the continent. A visit to some trading avenues confirmed the doubling of the cost of building materials. Traders in the central business district in Accra tell City News that the high cost of materials affects their businesses. Let's talk about even one week ago. We were selling roofing sheet at 600. That is Governor Star at 600. We are selling aluminum at 1,700. Alozing was 700. Now, Alozing have jumped from 700 to 1,200. Governors have jumped from 600 to 1,000. Alumina have jumped from 1,700 to 2,600. 
which is too much. When you come to Cantonment, you see that the whole place is quiet. Nothing is going on. Anybody that enter the shop and ask the price, it's 10 bucks. I've never seen it. The turnout, as in this time, is very poor due to the prices increase. Previously, for the iron rods, the ton was 6,700. Now it's 9,000. You can imagine the uh, price increase. This, they're not buying. We just come to market, we sit down, then we go. The Ghana Real Estate Developers Association shared their thoughts on how the situation is equally impacting. It is affecting us at various levels. Um, the difficulty with us is that we are in the business of producing something that cannot be done overnight. You need time. You start a project and it can take you years to finish. It could take you months, depending on the magnitude of the project. It can take you years. It can even take a whole term of government. So when you are saddled with this huge, huge rampant depreciation of our currency, it is almost beyond management. That was Executive Secretary of the Ghana Real Estate Developers Association, Sami Amegaibo, ending that report filed by Manolo Pong and read by Sixtus Dong Ulu. The Online Drivers Union is calling for an increase in their fares to commensurate with the increment in fuel prices. Fuel prices have hit an all-time high, in some cases increasing by over 200% since the start of the year. Although the ride ailing hub companies reviewed their rates upwards, the drivers insist it isn't enough to mitigate the current economic situation in the country. Speaking to City Business News, President of the Online Drivers Union, Francis Tenge, believes their call is critical to sustaining their livelihoods. As for that one, we've heard it several times. The government cannot do anything about it. But what we need is uh, there should be a corresponding increment in the base phase for we, the drivers, should also survive. At the end of the day, we have families to take care of. We have bills to pay. We have expenses to actually meet. So when initially, should I drive uh, and make a gross earning of 400 Ghana cities? I was buying full of between 150 and 200. Now I'm buying full of 300 Ghana cities. Out of the 400, I'm left with 100 Ghana cities. And then I'm paying a service fee of 100 Ghana cities to boot and 80 Ghana cities to Uber, which is 20% and then 25% respectively. I don't know what is left. That means the driver will have to work for several hours, a young guy, and, and it's not safe. I mean, drivers are driving tired, and it's not safe. He further called on government to regulate the activities of ride-hailing companies to protect their interests. So for us to, to actually survive, that is why the government has to come on board. For us, we are, it's lucky. We, we are, we are, it, it's, it's, it's safe for us to be regulated or to be, to be, to be controlled. Because of our, our database, I mean, we can actually be, be controlled and, 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 and regularized because of the uniqueness of our job. The government should intervene for us and then begin with the pricing. The same way when there is a false DPRT and the Minister from Transport needs to negotiate pricing. It's unfortunate in this country, they are aware of our existence, but nobody will call for us in a meeting. Nobody will engage the app companies in a meeting. Should we go on the street and do something and they will say we, we, we are not law-abiding? But just last week, there was a meeting and we were left out. 
That was the president of the online drivers' union, Francis Tingi. Now let's check how some major currencies are faring. On the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar gained 2 pesos and is selling at 13 cities 2 pesos. The British pound gained 22 pesos and is selling at 14 cities 92 pesos. The euro gained 11 pesos and is selling at 13 cities. However, at some forex bureaus within the capital, the dollar is selling at 14 cities 5 pesos. The British pound is selling at 15 cities 8 pesos and the euro is selling at 14 cities. Let's now join Gideon Amwiniche of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. Last week, the Ghanaian Treasury raised 1.24 billion Ghana cities for the 91-day to the 34-day bills. The amount raised covered 94% of the auction target but exceeded the refinancing obligation by 16%. Yields went up across the curve with the 91-day yield at 33.34%, the 182-day yield at 34.85%, and a 3-4-day yield at 34.80%. Trading activity on the Ghanaian secondary bond market slowed down as tight liquidity conditions constrained demand. Total face value traded amounted to 3.58 billion Ghana cities, reflecting a 24% week-on-week decline. The Dithapam bond index remained relatively stable, reflecting a year-to-date loss of 21.57%. That was Gideon Amwenichi of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Life Your Advantage, Access Bank, More Than Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinetti Ajaho. Have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Seven fourteen. Up next is kickoff. The latest from the world of sport. Brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records with Lecheho? If not, what are you waiting for? Get to your nearest Lecheho branch today and update your record. So your Ghana card is in the assistant. The Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for financial transactions. Send them a WhatsApp message on zero five seven four zero six five nine five eight or zero three zero two two zero eight triple three. Lecheho, let's improve lives. Dana Cranting is here. He's got the latest from the world of sports. Hi, Nathan. Hello. Hello, Danny. How are you doing? I'm very good. In the headlines, <laughs> Great Olympics, they move up to third in the Bet Power Premier League table. Liverpool have drawn against Real Madrid in the UEFA Champions League round of 16, while it's Barcelona versus Manchester United in the Europa League playoff round. Roberto Firmino dropped from the Brazil World Cup squad despite his impressive start to the season. Let's begin with the Bet Power Premier League, where Accra Great Olympics moved up to third on the league log after beating Midiama 1 0 yesterday in a match day five encounter at the Accra Sports Stadium. Yusuf Abdul Razak scored the only goal of the game in the 80th minute to secure all three points for his side. Speaking after the game, head coach for Great Olympics, Yalpreko, was pleased with the impact of his substitutes. In the beginning, uh, we didn't start very well. We played, we played against a very good side. I know Mediama, they will come here, they will control the face of the game. Uh, it was a bit scrappy in the first half. They control majority of, of where we have a couple of chances where we should have buried it. But I, I told them, if we keep on missing chances, gradually they will gain, they will gain confidence and they will start control because we know they have a good trainer. 
So they will start controlling the phase of the game. Fortunate, first half, ended up 0 0 0. Then when we went back to the drawing board, I decided to make some changes and some, pos- some positional changes as well. And as usual, like always, the bench always helped and they did the magic for us. Yalpreko is head coach for Accra Great Olympics. Meanwhile, Midiama head coach David Duncan says he was satisfied with the performance of his players despite the defeat. It was a cagey game. I mean, we never in our wildest imagination considered the fact that we were coming up against a team that we could run over. So um, in the first half, we tried as much as possible to um, stay in the game for as long as it lasted and perhaps, you know, I mean, take our chances if it, if it, if it, if it came up. You know, and we're trying to operate most of the time from the wide areas where we knew Olympics were a little bit vulnerable because they played three at the back. You know, so and I think that a couple of times, you know, we 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 caught them on the back foot. David Duncan is head coach for Midiama Sporting Club. Moving on, Accra Hartofolk head coach Slavko Matic believes the team needs more time to adapt to his ideas and philosophy. The Phobians have, for the first time this season, won back-to-back games in the Betpoa Premier League under Matic and have now moved up to sixth on the league log. Matic, however, believes there's still more time and more work to be done. I think what my team can do, this is six and a half. We must more. We need time. It's not easy. But uh, uh, important attitude of the players. He worked very serious, and uh, now we have two national team players who didn't make only who make with us only one training. It's not easy to make a compact team, but we should continue to work. We must work harder, and uh, our club, our players must play much better, and we will play better. Hasufuk head coach Slavko Matic still with the bet power Premier League. Samatex head coach Anna Walker has blamed the lack of experience for his team's struggles this season. The summer boy based club are yet to win a game and are just above the relegation zone with four points from five games. I need uh, to beef up the team with, uh, uh, I would say, experience or mature players. A bit like if I should have players who are also matured, who have tasted premiership before they would have also helped so i believe we've not played badly for the five matches that we played it's just unfortunate that we can't uh, win or uh, we, we, we we've lost a match today Anna walker is the head coach for Samatex. Former Black Star striker Augustin Ahimfo has urged Ghanaians to throw their weight behind the country's goalkeepers ahead of the FIFA World Cup. There have been some questions about whether head coach Otuado should make Joseph Wolakot or Richard Ofuri the Black Star's number one shot stopper for the tournament in Qatar. However, Ahimfo is of the opinion that with the right mindset, anyone who's chosen to guard Ghana's goal can do well. For one, is Wolakot. For, for now? Okay. For now, yes, yeah. because I think... Apart from the last friendly match we played against mm-hmm. Nicaragua when Ophori yeah. played. All the matches that we played, it's one who's yeah. been in goal. And the one in Belgium is also not bad. Madame is not yeah. bad at all. But once again, it's, it's up to the... Because those are the goalkeepers we have. Dan Ladi is doing well. Yeah. But locally, can he translate that into the top World Cup, the ultimate? Can he? It's another question for us to answer. But for now, these are the goalkeepers we have. We don't have the Olelays or the Samir Jays now. We have these ones. Let's have the belief in them that with the proper mindset and setup, they are capable of delivering. That was former Black Star striker Augustin Ahim for speaking. There's now time to get into our Walker Fact Series today in Qatar. Evans Ofochu Manso puts the focus on Ghana's previous coaches at the Walker. 
Welcome to today in Qatar. Ratome Djikovic is the first coach to qualify Ghana for the World Cup in 2006. The Serbian coach took over the Black Stars in 2004. He led Ghana to the round of 16 in the team's first appearance at the World Cup in Germany. The second coach to take Ghana to the World Cup is Milovan Raivac in 2010. Also from Serbia, coach Milo was appointed in 2008. His tenure saw Ghana's most successful World Cup campaign as the team reached the quarter-final, losing to Uruguay on penalties. James Kwesiapia is the third coach to qualify Ghana for the World Cup. He was appointed in 2012 and was the first Ghanaian to coach the Black Stars at the tournament in 2014. Unfortunately, that was Ghana's most disappointing campaign as the team exited at a group stage. That was Evans Ufochu Manso with today's episode of Today in Qatar. Now Liverpool have drawn holders Real Madrid in the last 16 of the UEFA Champions League in a repeat of last season's finals. Premier League champions Manchester City will face German side RB Leipzig while Tottenham will face Italian giants AC Milan. Chelsea have also drawn German opposition in Borussia Dortmund. Elsewhere, French champions PSG have drawn against Bayern Munich. The full draw will see RB Leipzig take on Manchester City. Club Bruges will take on Benfica. Liverpool will take on Real Madrid. AC Milan will face Tottenham Hotspur Frankfurt. Will take on Napoli, Borussia Dortmund will take on Chelsea, Inter Milan versus Porto, and PSG versus Bayern Munich. Elsewhere in the Europa League, Barcelona manager Xavi Hernandez has described his side's draw against Manchester United in the Europa League knockout playoff as tough. Xavi's side dropped into the competition after finishing third in their Champions League group, while Manchester United lost out to top spot in the group stages to Real Sociedad. We will have to compete going to Manchester against a really top rival, an historic side that has growth a lot with the arrival of Ten Hag, with great individual players. And yes, he has been the toughest rival once again in the Europa League. They have really good players. They have a great group. Ten Hag is doing a fantastic job in Manchester. We will have time to analyze it. But they are a strong side in defense and in attack. Not just for Cristiano Ronaldo or other players. Manchester United are a historic club and they also need to win. Two big teams. And that's going to be a massive time. That was Barcelona manager Xavi Hernandez. A full draw. We'll see Barcelona, of course, taking on Manchester United. Juventus versus Nantes. Sporting Lisbon will take on Midland. Shakhtar Donetsk will take on Ren Ajax have been paired against Union Berlin by Leverkusen will take on Monaco Sevilla versus PSV Eindhoven and RFC Salzburg will take on AS Roma. Now Arsenal's Gabriel Martinelli has been named in Brazil's 26-man squad for the FIFA World Cup in place of forward Roberto Firmino with Gabriel Jesus Richarlison and Anthony also called up. 
Brazil head coach Chich named the 26-man squad for the Qatar tournament yesterday with Firmino, the most noticeable absentee in place of Martinelli, who has only three caps for his country and has not been picked for Brazil since June. Jesus had been left out of Brazil's uh, last friendly games against Tunisia and Ghana, but has now been recalled. He joins the likes of Casemiro, Fred, Fabinho, Bruno Gumares, and Lucas Paqueta as the Premier League players who've been called up. Premier League goalkeepers in Alisson and Edison of Liverpool and Manchester City, respectively, has, have also been called up as, alongside Thiago Silva of Chelsea. And that brings an end here to kick off on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit citysportsonline.com. Kickoff was brought to you by the Shell. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Another woman, girl, it was true, so true. I meant to marry you, but when I did, I put the one to take care of you, for you. Now you say you wanna leave me, girl. When around you, I have built my world. Whatever you heard about me, baby, is definitely crazy. One chance to When I would still be your Romeo You could be my princess I'd be a charming prince At the service of only you That's why I never want to love another woman That's why I know I'll never love another woman That's why I can never love another woman That's why That's why when I think about
about you leaving I find myself grieving What seems to see then I'm still believing Girl, 7.33 There's still the City Breakfast Show So messages are welcome on 0549-986-996 Tuesday the 8th of November birthday messages coming in happy birthday to mr alex owusu the best dad in the world thank you for being that bulwark we can always lean on we love you that's from amos and junior this one says to marian anani of echo bank on the occasion of your birthday I would love to say how lucky we are to have you in our lives. You have been an amazing wife and mother. You have been good to me in so many ways. I just can't express. Message coming from Kwame Anani and Papa Kwesi. And I want to give a special shout out to all old students of Navasco. Do you know Navasco? <laughs> Okay. So then, Avrongo Senior High School, they held their speech and prize giving day over the weekend, and one of my my mentors, Amidu Tanko, was the guest speaker at the event. And Amidu Tanko is a an old student of uh, Navasco, former is the executive director of Star Ghana Foundation. <coughs> yeah. And Navasco has produced some of the very very good leaders we have. Haruna Idrisu went to Navasco. Okay. There are quite a, a number of them in the system. And he's also the president of the Accra branch of Old Navascans. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so if you went to Navrongo Secondary School, please, Ghanaian Times, page 23, your story is there. Very, very exciting times indeed for Navascans. Mm. Mm. All right, this one says, Belated happy birthday to Na Kwale of the Public Affairs Unit at the Ministry of Railway Development. Mm. <laughs> And this one says, Happy birthday, Stephen Nanampons, CEO of Oduma Solutions. Welcome to the fourth floor. Every moment of your life has been an expression of brilliance, dedication, and commitment. The message is coming from Nanaya Odebra. Yeah. How are people building houses in Ghana? Ah. <laughs> Charlie, I said, I don't know how. You know, there's a story in the Ghanaian Times today, page 26, about construction industry hit hard by economic hardship. Oh, yeah. And you know, a lot of the construction things you do require heavy equipment. So mm-hmm. if you are moving, like if you, if you need like an excavator, mm-hmm. you need a crusher, or you need to get like a trucks to move material. Yeah. So, like, the cost of diesel is really high. And the story is saying that many construction and real estate companies say they are finding it difficult to sustain their businesses in the economic crisis. But what I, what I find surprising is that when I drive around, I still post still building. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know how they are doing it. It's like, if, like, one day when you're on, going to the motorway, on the motorway mm-hmm. don't drive, let somebody drive you. And just turn around and be looking at the houses <laughs> from the, the Tema to Accra side. Yeah. People are building. It's as if they have to finish before Christmas. <laughs> maybe they have some cash. Mm, maybe they have some cash. I mean, I don't know. know. Lying down. Now, let me just read the story. Simon Tete, managing director of Sawe Nano and Sons, who mentioned this to the GNA in an interview, said many companies 
are either downsizing their workforce or shutting down completely. This is because they are no longer able to cope with the effects of the frequent price hikes of materials needed for their work amid paying their workers. Now, the construction industry is hit hard by the current economic hardships. So, as business people, we are either laying off some of our workers or trying to strategize to break even. Sometimes we record a complete loss on a project. And it starts giving examples. For example, within four months, the price of high tensile iron rods moved from about 4,500 CDs to 6,500 mm. CDs to now 8,500. Can you imagine? From July, 4,500 mm-hmm. to 6,500 by August ending to now 8,500 and now 11,500. In four months. Yep. That's like four to eleven is how much? Almost times three. Yeah, almost. That of cement has moved from fifty cities, less than fifty cities a bag to between eighty cities. I'll tell you something funny. I was doing a prayer with somebody and then we decided on the budget. The guy said the cement was sixty two. This was like a week before. Mm-hmm. When we send the money, he said that it's now eighty two. <laughs> four days later. Now it's now eighty five, depending on the area. We are doing a project at Abitifi, and I can tell you that within a week, the price of sand, that was 1,800, moved to 2,500, and now it's 3,100 per 20 cubic meter truck. The price of a load of chippings also increased over the period from 3,000 to 4,500, and it's currently selling at 5,500. Think about it. High tensile iron from 4,500 four months ago to 11,500. Cement from 50 to 85. Sand, 1,800 to 3,100. A load of chippings, 3,000 to 5,500. Recently, we checked our books and we realized that the variations alone are over 52% of the contract price. You can imagine that if you are doing a project and such a large percentage of cost must be added, you are in trouble. In view of the high variation in the project, Mr. Tete said most of the works his company was handling has stalled as clients were unable to pay for certificates raised for their works. You know why this is concerning? So a lot of people felt when the city was depreciating that keeping their monies in financial institutions and investments <coughs> weren't going to help because like based on the the, the explanation SEC is going to yeah. give, your your investments may be affected or mm-hmm. they are being affected. Now, some people were buying USD, but the dollar is getting more expensive. Some people said, now we are going to build. Now, even the buildings have... So what are you going to do with your money? If you're, if you're earning 5,000 cities in June, that 5,000 cities is probably 1,000 cities now. Yeah. I, feel, I feel that some specific sector interventions must be put in place for certain industries. You know, because once fewer prices go up and transport goes up, everything goes up. But you see, when construction industry, because construction is one of the largest employers, I've always said that if one of the ways of revitalizing rural communities is construction projects yeah so yeah. if you said you're going to do a labor intensive building project say you're building a community center get the young people to work the multiplier effect of that project there's going to be lots of people who come and sell food people who are doing day by day and all of those things now if you can't find a way of getting construction to grow the economy's growth is going to be seriously stifled you know, it's one thing for services not to grow. But if an industry as important and labor-intensive mm-hmm. as construction doesn't grow, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And the levels of price hikes we're seeing in construction, I feel that the Ministry of Works and Housing, working with the Ministry of Finance, must think of some innovative ways of keeping some of the prices down. Even if it means having conversations with the cement people or the iron rust guys about what 
is leading to the cost escalation. Because if building projects, look, I'll tell you something, during COVID, one of the things we noticed was that a lot of people, when they started losing their jobs, were pumping their savings into finishing their houses. So mm-hmm. people will move into a three-bedroom uncompleted house and finish it. Now, that helped to revive the economy. Because once construction is going on, plumbers are getting work, masons are getting okay. work, carpenters are getting work, electricians are getting work. <laughs> you get my point? People who sell food are getting work. Now, if construction gets depressed, then you're going to be in big trouble. Because uh, the unemployment rate is not very high among artisans. Because there always is something to do. Okay, so if you look at your house, you notice that if you have a water leakage, you get somebody yeah, to come in. You have some painting work, electrician, you, you call Tola. You call some guy to come and do some uh, uh, this thing for you. If those things are not happening, a lot of those guys have family. If I, I can say about a large chunk of the workforce is in that sector. So this escalation of prices in the construction sector is something that should be very, very concerning to our policymakers beyond the rhetoric. All right, this is just my personal beef. Yeah, but I've, 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 I asked you this question the other time, like when you, you know, is there not this matter of prices and the government's position on we can't do anything about it? Really, is that really a position to take on this matter? Because mm. can there not be a point where the government says, okay, let's have a conversation about prices? Mm. Because mm. the prices are just the prices are just I, going. I think it's because the the things that influence the price they are within the remit of the government. So if you allow diesel to reach twenty three cities a liter and you allow petrol to reach eighteen cities a liter, yeah. you can't tell you can't complain when somebody raises iron rods from five thousand mm-hmm. to seven thousand. Yeah. Yes. Do you understand? Or farm gate food transportation. So if the to, to post two possibilities, if you calculate and see the price build up is 20% fuel, another 10% bad roads, and then maybe another 12% the tariffs at the port. Mm. Then if you disaggregate that, then you can say, okay, on the fuel side, let me subsidize. On the road side, let's do this temporary road project to allow. Mm-hmm. Then on the port side, you can speak to importance and say, we are going to reduce your import duty so you can also pass that through to the customer but because in ghana most people make money because of the ignorance of the person they are selling, selling to. Uh-huh. so the government thinks he's cheating the person importing the importer is cheating the person buying the person buying is cheating the, so we are all cheating each other you see so the conversation has to have government make some concessions in the st- in the in the situation we are in there's you can't call somebody who sells iron and say reduce your price if you haven't yes. shown him yep. What you are doing? He also said, "Okay, my container is at the port with and some I'm stuff, paying X and, amount. and, and paying my my demorage, demorage or whatever they call it is going up. So there's no solution to any of these problems if the government doesn't come to the table with something. Which is which is my content because better, God, they, they haven't come to the table with anything yet because you see, day to day are hot, day to day need revenue. You see, as I said to you, you are you are in a three, you are in a dialogue, you are in a trilemma." <laughs> You need you if it's a thing. Yeah, you need to raise your revenue. Revenues, yes. That's why they put the award like that. Because he needs money from everywhere. He's borrowed, he can't borrow money from anywhere. He needs to cut his expenditure too. Alright? So the concession is going to make he has to carefully think. And you see, you go for it. For me, these problems are not intractable. It requires deep thinking. Mm-hmm. Deep thinking, not solutions as usual. When you are in difficult times, you don't depend on the same level of thinking that brought you there. You know, you need deep thinking, scenario planning, and then leadership. Where you talk to people, 
you put your credibility on the line, you appeal to them. That's the kind of thing you need. Because all these industry guys, Charlie, they, they suffer. To think that iron rods can move from 4,005 to 11,005 from June to now. Oh, yes. And it's probably going to get and to... June to now is about uh, four or five months. No, but there's... There, it, it's it's, it's a serious situation. We had a conversation on construction. Oh, yeah. There was a week where it went from 4,200 to... By another... Like, another thousand within a week. It, it's... And, now, I, and now people are also doing something else. Because of the cost escalations, people want cash. Yes. So that's another problem. So... Yeah, yeah. Don't take on credit anymore. No, because they don't know if you'll pay. And yeah. in fact... One, and, and even when you pay, whether or not it will be enough to get the next consignment Sorry, in. Yeah. Because and, but then oh, it all boils down to the other thing. We don't make a lot of things here. Yeah. So a lot of things are not in our control. And for me, I think that's the eternal failure of government. Mm-hmm. The eternal, because I don't, I'm not saying government should go and build iron rods. But Charlie, there are ways you can get people to... to and you see, oh, we'll make iron rods here. Yeah, but... The, but what the raw material, the raw material is not from, not from here. Okay, I mean... Where, making, should, where, where do we even start? For, for, I'm just saying that, look, there are things that in the interim you can do when prices are going up. And that requires some levels of sacrifice and levels of leadership. We are not saying go and set a price for people to sell iron rods. We know it doesn't work. But we are saying if you meet the iron rods people and you let them give you a breakdown of their price build-up, there are at least one or two parts that you can do something about. Okay, the trade minister said, okay, if I do this for you at the port, can you also do this for us? Because for me, if we lose construction, if construction stops growing, we are really screwed. Because construction are the few industries within the manufacturing sector, I see, in, when you look at the economy, there's agri, there's services and, and industry. Mm-hmm. Industry has three parts. It has construction, mining, and the manufacturing. Manufacturing has not grown for a long time. Construction has been growing. Construction is what has been saving us. Because most Ghanaians... When they, even if they are hustling, he'll get the land at Kasua. We'll we can, he'll go and do something. That has helped the economy very much. Now, if that is under threat, then we are in real trouble because everybody wants a place to put their head. So even somebody who's earning a very little amount, somebody can be earning 800,000. Ah, it's a driver, he lives at Kasua. You see, no, Charlie, when you two plot to be, when you one plot to be, me starting with two bedroom, small, 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 he'll build. That is a very important part of our economy. In fact, if that, the, if, if, property rights were properly um, codified. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are poor will get access to credit. But that's a different conversation. Hernando de Soto, I'm not ready for that. But I'm just saying, to see Tensile Iron Rod move from 4,500 July to 11,500 11, in November, cement from 50 cities to 85, um, one trip of Sand from 1800 to 3100, chippings from 3000 to 5500. If I were the people in charge of the building and trade industry, I would not be sleeping. This is something that should keep them awake. This is a big thing. It, it, and when these guys, KJC and Co., uh, what are these guys? They, those guys hold a very strong part of our economy. And they're identifiable. We should have a meeting with them. They, they have, I'm sure there are about six of them. If you, if you drive around Achimota, you see there. Yeah, yeah all Jake, these. Uh, so Atala, uh, Iron Beds, you see something. Massive. B5, those B5. people. Those people. You need to say, guys, what is going on? What can we do? 
Is there something we can do for you to at least maintain the price to Christmas? Because don't forget, a lot of people in the diaspora who send the three billion, which is more than the FDI, sometimes four billion, a, a lot of that goes into construction. So a lot of the money that comes in by forex goes into this. So if somebody sends you thousand pounds and says your foundation, starting foundation, then dollar need costs through. So he expects you to do more with the money. He says, ah, he's, because if he has sent you that thousand dollars. In February, it would have been eight. He said a thousand dollars November is like fourteen. Then you say you can't even finish there. You say, ah, you are chopping my money. He said no because the price is also going up. So he is earning. He thinks that the dollar he's bringing is doing more. Yet he's doing less because the inflation is eating the thing. So when the depreciation is supposed to even benefit diaspora Ghanaians, it's still not benefiting because inflation is eroding the, the issue. So it's something I feel the government should take. A very very serious view too because if construction gets depressed our growth projections will suffer very seriously and those growth projections once they go out of the band that we expect we're going to have a lot of problems Nathan Concerning your thoughts on 0549-986-996 Barry Choco is your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa and Richard is back with the National Essay Competition. There's a total of 100,000 CDs in grand prizes to be won by junior high and upper primary pupils. Now, they've got to write an essay describing five things they would like to see to help improve access to basic education in Ghana. The essay must be handwritten and not less than 50, 750 words sorry, for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary pupils. Now, submit your essay together with empty packs of either Richoco 1 kg or 500 gram or 5 packs of Richoco 20 gram and complete contact information to selected vantage points across the country. Deadline for submission of entries is the 19th of November 2022. You can visit Richoco's, uh, Richoco Cadbury's Facebook page mm. and Instagram pages for more details. <laughs> now, if you're an enterprise customer, this recognition is for you. The recent accolades we've received are indicative of the huge role you play in our business. In the prestigious Ghana Club 100, four of our subsidiaries, Enterprise Insurance, Enterprise Life, Enterprise Trustees, and Acacia, and their respective positions as top companies. Again, in the recent CIMG Awards, Enterprise Insurance was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth straight time. We dedicate all these awards to you, our valued customers. Dream big with us, Enterprise is your advantage. Now, our favorite Verna water has become a, a basic staple to many Ghanaians. It's the number one water brand in Ghana. And is a multiple award-winning brand certified by ISO and Hazard Analysis and Critical Control Points. Vena Water is approved and acknowledged by the FDA and the Ghana Standards Authority and is produced by Trillium Industrial Company Limited, the pride of the Ghanaian beverage industry. Make life simple on the go, pay the easy way with a Zenith card online or in store. Now pay for your Facebook ads, Netflix, iTunes, Amazon subscription and do your online shopping and install purchases. Think payments, think Zenith. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Let me make your, let me make your morning worse. Oh, <laughs> I lost no, I, I just, I, I'm just in that mood. Cocoa farmers decry rising cost of input. Story by Amma uh, Techiwa Ampedua Jemankomasi. Cocoa farmers from 12 cocoa cooperatives and associations in Ghana have called for the government to increase the farm gate price of cocoa beans to make up for the rising cost of production. They said the continued rise in the cost of farm inputs such as fertilizers, pesticides and farm machinery as well as the cost of labor were affecting cocoa 
production, causing them to lose huge sums of money. We call on government to intervene to make farm inputs readily accessible and available to enable us to increase our yields as well as make enough profits to cater for our families. Now, they made a call at a conference organized for them in Kumasi by Sen Ghana with support from German partners Inkota and Sadwind. The rising cost of production is coming from all angles. Fertilizer, cutlasses, cutlasses, and machinery used in spraying and pruning. The prices of equipment are going up and the farm gate prices keep fluctuating. And this does not reflect in the high rising cost of production, causing farmers to lose huge sums of money. He said, for his part, the <coughs> chairman of the Cocoa Abrabopa Association, Pomisi Ismail said there was no way the government would be able to sustain the cocoa sector if they did not address the issue of pricing. The deputy country director of Sen Ghana, Dr. Emmanuel Ayifa, said it was worrying to know that cocoa communities and farmers who produce such important crop continue to remain poor. He said there was the need for the government to develop policies and provide infrastructure that would change the fortunes of Ghana's cocoa communities. So what is not going up? <laughs> Charlie Catlazo. What is not going on? But by the way, the, I, I hope we don't import catlasses. <laughs> I, 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 I hope we don't import catlasses. You know, that was a day I was driving somewhere and I saw a company called Adai Catlass. And I thought they were into catlasses. No, 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 they were into. They sell musical instruments. Charlie, that kind of thing. I hope we produce uh, catlasses in Ghana. I hope so. Too. I hope so because it will be to be a disgrace but if we don't produce. Please, uh, listeners, check for us which company <laughs> produces. I'm checking right now, actually. <laughs> Crocodile, 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 crocodile um, machetes or machetes. Are they produced in Ghana? Crocodile, I, well, I hope so, but I know that there's a checking. company here. So fertilizer is going history. up, cutlass is going up, machinery used in spraying is going up. You know. It's serious, you guys. Feed and all of that. Hey! Even medicines, right? Even the things that I used to even treat if your plant is not working well mm. and it's not growing well, mm. insecticides, like you might pesticides, if you extend it to even the, the poultry business, mm-hmm. right? All, everybody is experiencing Charlie. the fluctuation or the, the, the hike. It's just crazy. Charlie, Charlie, yeah. Charlie, Charlie. So but, 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 but one thing that's not gone up is salaries. You ask what is not going ah, up, salaries. Ah, 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 ah. You mean salaries are sticking down. Yeah. Forgive. Hey, who, who mm. produces cutlasses? I'm still looking. Up. <laughs> so the last time, I, I, you know, I, the first day I saw a die cutlass. <laughs> Actually, I they started with cutlass manufacturing before they, oh, they died, did. They, before they oh. invited. Oh, is it true? <laughs> is it a die cutlass started with cutlass manufacturing? I I, I don't know that because I would my, be surprised. In my it could be in my consciousness, a die cutlass is a is a musical shop. They sell instruments. They sell instruments. In yeah, maybe they realize that the cutlass, <laughs> the cutlass will be cut. So make, make we move it. <laughs> hey, and that cutlass. I hear Kokoda Machete to the the manufacturer in Tema. Yes. Which one? Kokoda Machete. All of it. But do people use do people use Machete in farming? Yes. No, for cocoa tree. Yeah, you have to. So there are some things that technology yes. cannot. Yeah, the point is, probably yeah. crocodile machetes may not. I don't know if they if they meet the demand, but the ah. point is they do make. Ah, you know when I was going to secondary school, when, you know when you went. Oh yeah, you buy the things after class. Class. <laughs> But you know the grass we have the langa langa was better. Better, yeah. The so when you can bring the, 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 the you, you, if, in fact uh, you can't bring a machete. Mm. You bring a proper cutlass. Yeah. So the machete is like for cocoa trees. Yes. And if you go to three years in that school, you don't know how to weed. Yeah. It means that you're a chorister. Yeah, Balangalanga will make <laughs> it. Only the choristers don't weed. Balangalanga will make it here. Oh, but uh, we make a Langalanga here. Yeah, Langalanga there. Actually, Balanga. If we import Langalanga, there problem. Mm. So, 
Please, if you know which company makes Cutlass, but anyway, Cutlass and Langa Langa. The cocoa farmers are saying that the cocoa farmers are saying that the price of Cutlass has gone up. I don't know what is the raw material they use. The price of Cutlass has gone up. The matter, the matter of the cocoa farmers is for another day. Yes, yes. There's, there's, there's too much, too many things to say. happening yeah. in the cocoa yeah. space, Bernard. Yeah. We, we, we've, we, we've talked a big game. But I've asked a question. I say, which pot hasn't gone up? Everything has gone up. gone up. No, I'm talking of product. What hasn't gone up? It's just a product. Everything. Everything cannot go up. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's something that have not gone up. Some things there. Think like what? Think water has gone up. Wait, think of something. No, I'm saying water has gone up. Okay, have, have the clothes, price of clothes gone up? Yes, because they, we import more than most people. We import millions. We're importing everything. Second hand. Force. Are you sure? Yes. Shoes. Force. Have shoes. Have shoes gone up? Yes. How many? How many companies make shoes here? What about uh, computers? Gone up. (laughs) (laughs) We're importing everything. Mobile phones. Double. Double. ah, Don't you? Don't you check? Force. Okay. Force. 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 The price of force because imports. Imports. Force gone up. Yeah. Bill. Because they import by bills. Gary. Considerably, Bernard Gary has moved from twelve CDs to twenty Ghana CDs. I lost. You don't bring yourself this morning on the Gary plastic plastic bowls gone up. They've all gone. We used to go. We used to buy some for twenty CDs. Now we are buying it for around thirty-five. Toothpaste gone up. Which one? <laughs> Toothpaste. Which one gone up? Which are one? Sure? I'm thinking of things in my house now. Toilet roll. Uh, oh, that one, Bernard. That, that one, one is. Hey, look, Stop. Bernard. The way it has gone up. Stop. People are considering making changes in their something. People are considering serious changes. Okay, alcohol. Gone up. Alcohol gone up. Yes. Implements. Alcohol. Because sugar. Oh, no, okay. Palm wine gone up. Look up at me. Look how acquitation is gone up. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what small? What do they need? What is small? What do they import? Small. They buy kerosene. See, you're underestimating kerosene. Have you seen the price of kerosene? You see, because you, you don't use kerosene, you've been checking petrol, petrol and diesel. And ge- have you seen the price of kerosene? You use kerosene to do acquisition. No, you have to light something oh. somewhere. They can use the 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 the, the chaff uh-huh. of the tree to mm-hmm. light it up as well. Yes, without the kerosene. Ah, so I see everything has gone up. Gone up, yeah. But to make acquisition, you need to fire something somewhere. But acquisition couldn't have gone up. Why shouldn't it? Because they buy kerosene. They have yeah. to light fires. Pito, up. Broke two up. You can go whichever level you want us to go to. Everything Everything's gone up. I'm I'm thinking. Please, if you can, Alaski, if you can remember Alaski, anything that hasn't gone Alaski. up, let me know. Roasted corn is five cities. From where? How much was it now in the past? Where's the price? Two cities. What about coffee, coffee broke man? Oh, coffee broke man. They say according to Kelly, it's coffee pre man. Coffee what? Coffee pre man. Why? What? What does it mean? Because you are buying the thing two cities, three cities. Some places four and five. Four and five. So it's not coffee preman. It's no longer for broke people. <laughs> what about the what are, what are the Ghana? The Ghana. Majid, Majid, stop is giving this one. Charlie says if toilet roll has gone up, go and buy butter. <laughs> what is butter? Corn husk. No, no, no. The flask. The plastic flask. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. So we are going to use it kind of like no, no. a handheld bidet. A handheld bidet. Yeah. No, 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 don't do that. So, so Alaski, everything has gone up. Alaski, but the toilet roll issue, eh? The toilet roll has it's gone not up. to be laughed at. But, but, but you know the thing I'll tell you? The, 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 two the, things. the pack. The pack. We manufacture toilet roll here, don't we? And yes. I'm also told that a lot of the containers that come in with hard goods, they bring toilet roll as a padding. 
So they're not supposed to even pay a lot of duty on it. So why is toilet roll going on? Well, I lost you see This is my good friend. Kusia Japan. He says force. Force across Force. Bill, which used to sell at one thousand two is now it's now selling for one thousand eight and two thousand. A bill of force. Yes, yes, the bill. From thousand two to what? Two thousand eight and two thousand. Some people but from are, which period to which period? Because you see, don't forget the construction is a benchmark. From, yes. from June, you have 1,500 for one trip of sand. It's now 3,100. Ah. So, Fos. Fos is the first selection or the second selection? <laughs> Fos. <laughs> How do you say Fos? They are selection. Oh, yeah, no. the, the, the first selection is for him. The, the, oh, no, no, no. no. For him. Oh, but. but <laughs> But the first selection, the first selection, the first selection, he took me through a program of how to identify selections. How to take the shoe? shoe. Oh, that was oh, Omani, God will bless him. <laughs> but if, if, if you are still, if your mind still there, I will take you to Senior's Corner Cantamanto. 4 a.m. Four a.m. Just for 4 a.m. Proper selection. I will give you proper things, Aloski. Uh, <laughs> it's important. If Fools has gone up, uh, let's do tech and social. Let's do tech and social media trends. Uh, that segment is brought to us by Cowbank. Mm. Now, Cowbank is telling you to enjoy a life beyond cash and use any of their digital mm. solutions. Mm. Now, they've got the Visa, Mastercard, GH Link card. They've got the Cowbank app as well. You can call them on 0800 500 500. And you can uh, get to them on social media. Email customercare at cowbank.net. Cowbank for it together. And the segment is also brought to us by Vodafone. Vodafone Feather Together. Yes, please. Donald Cranting is here. And he I have has a question for him first. Has, has the price of salt gone up? Salt. Salt is there. He can't. It's gone up. Even, salt? Even Gary has gone up. Gary is no, but expensive. Salt is cheaper than Gary. Yeah, but salt has gone up. Because when I was in Presec, there was a day we didn't have yes. anything. We had Gary sugar and salt. Yes. No, Gary salt and water. Yeah. If salt has gone up there, we've done, we've done, we've done reports on oh, yeah. the price of salt. salt. Yeah, Bimbila. Mm. All the way down. Salt has gone up. Considerably. Right. I give up. Table salt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the ha- rough salt. Rock salt. Yes. Ah. Oh. Oh, baby, Ako. Everything. Mr. Granzi. Ghana. Ghana is hard, man. Now, Friday, when you see... Oh, should we go out? They say, oh, today is a chill night. They say, well, I don't feel like, I don't feel like going out. Oh, this guy, I say, you don't feel like going out. That we have something new. It's hard, though. Hmm. Tawali is in the trends. Why? Bulldog is suing him. Yeah. Bulldog is not happy at all. <clears throat> suing him for defamation. He says, uh, <laughs> he's giving him a number of days to retract and apologize to him. This is in regards to the Kwaukesi mm-hmm. manager yeah. situation here yeah, when he says a uh, bulldog or well, he alluded and saying that bulldog has uh, something to do with it. So bulldog is not happy. He sued uh, Shatawali. The Jams album is trending number one. Jams. Yes. Sarko Comes out on the 11th. On the 11th. Yeah. yeah so we are waiting. But the track list is out. Okay. Charlie, it's not small. Sarko <laughs> knows how to do things. Bro. <laughs> there's Kim Promise, there's Oxley, there's Cranium, there's Joe Boy, there's Blacko. Yeah, man. Ah, yeah, man. I mean, the one I'm looking forward to is track seven. What's track like seven title is Over Me, the featuring Sinaso. That's Over Me. Hey, you try. Everywhere there's Over Me, there's Over Me, then you have Sinaso. As the Bible says, you go better than you say something for me. 
Bernard, I told we allies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim chapter four. But <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, the UCL draw is also trendy. Oh God, Charlie. Eh? From frying pan to fire, Liverpool. Me in there. They should not sell the club. Charlie, I want to do bad things. Round of 16, she says Real Madrid versus Liverpool. What, what is that? Oh, then if you see the rest of the parents too. Basa, like that. Man City, Leeds, Oh, yeah, team. What is that? Liverpool, Real Madrid, she says she. PSG, Bayern, she says she. The man you too. Oh, the man you too, Europa. If not, then who have you wronged? Who have you wronged? Oh, Barcelona. Hey, but you have to why? That is rigged. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm sure they make the ones of the, 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 the ball hot. Oh, it's vibrating. It's a hot one. That's for that draw. That was a very ah! easy draw. No, 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 no. Barcelona. How can you have the former champ? Like, you know, the f- two, two, two finals. BSG versus Bayern. Liverpool in... Ah! Round of 16. Then they are all good. Somebody will go out. Will be ah. Then you go and see somebody like this thing. Leipzig or somebody in semi-final. What is that? Don't do that. Mpesa. I'm angry. I'm going to oh, what is this? But are you done with it? I finished. I'm angry. <laughs> Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. They are fed up and they can kill us. Why? To use your position, the society becomes, the society becomes discriminated and forced into abysmal decadence. If you think he has done something wrong, why don't you take him to court? Articulating a minor motive against an inarticulate major motive. The articulating a minor motive, I'll tell you, you are importing fake jobs. But the inarticulate major motive, the inferior motive, the wicked motive, the hidden motive, is that you are a political opponent. Ah, ah, very good, bad Plenty questions, no answer. How come we sell a contract? Biggie lifestyle, small paper. You make it celebrity, they shuffle for counter. We get eyes, but can't see. Bribery and corruption. Our leaders, we take it, but don't give. So make a ask. Come on, where you there? No, be you toss him, my beloved country is free forever. But still we the suffer In Kuma where you dead In Obi Utah Say my beloved country is free forever But the people still the suffer Yeah, yeah, yeah Wala day Wala day Where the money go Welcome back, this is still the City Breakfast Show. Uh, Messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. There's a message I don't understand. <laughs> Somebody said Adai Cutlass started as a Cutlass manufacturing company uh-huh. and diversified into importing musical instruments. Uh-huh. Like, how do you... Di- what's the reason between Cutlass and instruments? Well, let me explain to you. So, apparently... Um, 
he was a music enthusiast and he was the group leader at St. Cyprian's Anglican Church. Uh-huh. So he bought instruments for the group uh-huh. and then ventured into that business in the 90s. So that cannot be diversification. That is complete. No, complete. <laughs> <laughs> the diversities I know, they are related concentric yeah. entities. There's no relationship between Catalas and musical instruments. <laughs> and apparently he, he, he used to share Catalas's twice a year for free at church. And yeah, for farmer is, groups in Anglican churches. Oh, and then he moved to instruments and realized that the import was better. There was, it was solid base. But, but, but think about it. Manufacturing of catalysis is manufacturing. Manufacturing is what you want to develop. But and do we know for sure if they were making... Yeah, but this, this is the thing. You know, generally, you have people who do import, then eventually manufacture. <laughs> so it's not like he's gone back. He started manufacturing and he's yeah, gone yeah, to now import. Yeah. So it's almost like de-industrializing. That's not right. But I have, a, I have a message for you. But because before I get to that, though, good morning. Apparently, mm. uh, the morning STC bus to Tamale mm. are listening to us. Where have, listen- have they gotten to? STC. I don't know where they've gotten to, but... Uh, well, Shout well, out to the know, people on the morning The coach bus. of Tamale, City Tamale. FC, mm-hmm. he's on the bus. So he okay. sent a message that they are, they are listening. They are listening. So Wahid yeah, Mohammed yeah, of uh, Tamale Cities and all the guys, I wish us, we wish you a safe journey mm. to Tamale. Keep Tamale. listening to City. STC, change all the stations on the... the, the, the as on as, the as they are going, yeah. which city would they stop to buy food to eat? And how much will it cost? How we want to know. Cost, yeah. You know, and a couple of messages that have come through this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Some interesting ones are lost. Mm. Could you... Bernhard, uh, mm-hmm. everything has gone up. Salt has not Including gone. I love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> before you can tell the person I love you, <laughs> but just on a more serious note, uh, government's solution to the rising cost of living is woefully inadequate. Mm. One aspect of leadership which is very paramount in our question around is decision making. Mm. Now, we said Japan comes back with the timelines for the force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says the force bill used to be around 1200 in July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From August till now, it's increased astronomically and now it's being hoarded by distributors hey. to sell at higher prices That's because they aren't sure if they can import more anytime soon. So now they are hoarding. Yeah. You see when people talk about Ghanaian uh, business people and how they are pricing behavior, Kalabuli. Yeah, yeah. So this is Kalabuli. Yeah. Now Dr. Classic Man, sitting mm. on that Premakov says, mm. on Friday I want to see my force plug mm. at Kantamanto. Mm. Charlie, the 30 Ghana CD selection, it's not going for 50 Ghana CDs. Mm. He's not very happy mm. with that price move. Um, on our WhatsApp platform, mm. um, a couple more. Uh, good morning, Bernard. Cement is now 93 Ghana CDs, not 85 Ghana CDs. Somebody actually sent me a, a, a cement, like your guy who gave you the yeah. first one. Mm-hmm. And let me just read it. It says, Bernard, so cement in January this year was averaging 49 CDs for the highest grade in Accra. Mm-hmm. Today, the highest grade of cement on the market <laughs> is 96 90. CDs in Accra. Mm-hmm. The lowest grade is now 84. So January, highest grade was 49. 49. Now the lowest grade is 84. The sad thing is that the top distributors of cement in Ghana, you know I mentioned some of them, Kofori, Nana, JC, Atala, they can't do anything to maintain the price on the market. So they need to cater for the additional cost they incur on fuel, which is diesel. Mm -hmm. Months back, distributors didn't mind making 0.30 CDs a margin on a bag. Sadly, this can't be said today as they are now spending more on diesel to transport the cement to various destinations. Mm-hmm. Now they have to price cement to make a minimum of one CD fifty pesos margin on a bag. Hey, 
Okay. Now, about that, hmm. one CD. Now, now think about it. If you are, if you are, if you are building a house or you do a foundation, if you have to, buy, and they are doing one CD, fifty percent a bag, and you are buying the cement for almost hundred CDs for a bag of cement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's now, uh, chicken back. Name of a person? No, chicken. The back of chicken. Yes, it's yes, part yes. of you know. It's quite popular. We I sell them. Oh yeah. Apparently used to it's uh, it was we're buying a nine Ghana CDs. Mm. It's now twenty four Ghana CDs and the local salt that you spoke about moved yes, in yeah. so it's moved from fifty pesos to two Ghana CDs. Rock salt, yeah, 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 not iodized, yeah, 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 yeah. rock, yeah. So fifty pesos to two Ghana CDs and it's very small, small two Ghana city. Okay, okay. Let me just go straight to the Gary business. I heard you guys say that Gary is twenty CDs. My mom sells it for sixteen CDs for one Olonka. Let me know if you want to buy in bulk. <laughs> Mensa, we are not buying. <laughs> okay. Chaloboda, I just bought four bags of sand at six Ghana CDs for one and 90 Ghana CDs for one bag of cement. Charlie, mm. he left the air, then go make we start buy. Charlie, if the price of air had gone up, I would be dead. Mm, I tell you. A ton of iron rod is 9,000 Ghana CDs. It was less than 4,000 Ghana CDs at the beginning of this year. My building has car for plenty months so, now. So, Godfrey, think about it though. The cost of building has doubled. Yeah. So, and I, I'm going back to my point about foreign money for building. The, the, the value of the dollar has become stronger. stronger. So, if you send somebody $100 in January mm-hmm. times 7, now you are getting times 14. 14. Mm-hmm. Yet, the cost of the building has also doubled. So, basically, you haven't done anything for the person, no? Oh. This one says, we build them on by day basis. Mm. You buy two bags, you lift it up to two costs. Mm. You wait, uh, you get another two bags, you raise your level of courses till you complete. Mm. Uh... Mm. This one, good morning, Nathan and Bernard, Godfred. Most of the people who are building today have paid for materials way before now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says that's, no, that's what they are building. Yeah, because building. They, yeah. They, the way did they build, I didn't understand. And this one, I was in a boat yesterday to Tema. Same question I asked the driver. Where are these people getting the money to build? I quest. This is Idris uh, Senna from Amamfro Adenta. Good morning, Bernard and team. I used to buy a pack of toilet roll at 25 Ghana cities. Mm-hmm. Last week, I bought it at 40 Ghana cities. The Everpack brand from Promise Valley View University. Mm-hmm. 25 to 40. Yeah. yeah. Now, in January, mm-hmm. duty for used clothing, force, mm-hmm. was 38,000 Ghana cities. Now, duty for used clothing is 78,000 wow. Ghana cities for a 40-foot container. What hasn't increased? You know the funny thing? Adam is asking. We say we don't want to dollarize the economy. The BOG says we should sell in CDs. Yet a lot of state agencies index their mm. charges officially to the dollar. Yeah. So who are you deceiving? Mm. <laughs> Good morning, CTCBS Bernard. The price of local gin, a.k.a. Akateshi, mm-hmm. has gone up because they buy sugar. Come on. Which helps the fermentation of the palm wine. This time they are, they are stretching the matter. Bernard, clothes have gone up. Mm. Half price of GTP is now three hundred. Half piece of GTP mm. is now three hundred Ghana cities. Mm. Used to sell at one fifty Ghana cities. It's terrible, Bruh, Last week, I take my soaking turkey, go sleep. As then cut here, one not be one Ghana cities. He over me till now. Nana says, Nana says, his feelings quick. So you see, as I was saying. If the government, you see, you are hearing the diesel in out of the conversations. Diesel is affecting the people who transport the cement. Diesel is affecting almost everything that has to do with movement. Yeah. So it's very inflationary. So if there's a subsidy on diesel, yeah. it's not government giving money for people to chop. It's actually helping to keep prices low. low yeah. And I hope they know that. And the one that worries me a lot, Bernard, is the 
is medicines. <laughs> so um, my good friend sends me one. He says, Salamo inhaler <laughs> for asthma patients. Mm-hmm. Used to go for 18 CDs. <laughs> it's now 35 CDs. That's double. So yes. that's double. Yes. So Salamo inhaler. Mm. That one has also gone up. Uh, I, I, there's a question I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Which region is the cheapest to live in? Based on inflation data, if you can check. You know, there was a, usually they do inflation. Yes. Per region. I really have inflation. Look, in the three months having been here, I've thought a lot about which place to live. You mm. know? And I, I think we need to think about which regions make, <laughs> make for better living. Because our cry, our cry is insane. A crisis, insane, but that's a different conversation. Carl, if you can read a few more. Salt um, is 30 Ghana cities for Olonka, Na, Somo, Adabaka. Salt has gone up. Even Kako. This is your view from Jolu. Nathan, tell Bernard. Has fish gone up? Fish. <laughs> you can't buy fish, oh. Fish for Kenki. Fish for Kenki. 8 CD. 10 CD. 12 CD. 12 CD. But the government subsidized the fishermen. The premix. Premix. So why are they? Or have the fish started charging? The fish came from the US. Dollar fish. No, no, no. That's the fish you get from our sea. Yeah, so dollar. But they are still dollar fish. Charlie, sometimes we just find reason to increase prices. How does a fisherman. They tell you the cooking oil is expensive. With cooking oil. You want to fry the fish with cooking oil. Okay, so we'll go and buy the fish raw. And the, and the we'll go and buy the fish raw. You'll still buy oil. <laughs> and the prices of oil are high. Ridiculous. Well, I just, we'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll steam the fish. It's serious. But we'll, 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 with what? With what? With salt water. The salt, salt has gone, has gone <laughs> But it's not that high. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need fish. To, we don't need oil to chop fish. We'll buy the fish. <laughs> I, I went to buy milk powder yesterday and and for yourself, yeah, for some things. Okay. And then they said no, they are holding on to it. They had the milk powder, but they said they, they are holding on to it, meaning Guys, they want that, to increase the price. There, That's hoarding, a, hey. there are a couple of comments you read about hoarding, which yes. I wanted to investigate. Is there hoarding going on in Ghana? Because you said somebody said they are not selling the yeah the food. They, they are waiting. All right. Because they don't know when and next they'll be able to import. Somebody also told me that they are keeping the rice that they. Want to sell and waiting to see. Exactly. Mm. Now, is that not exactly? Is that not hoarding goods? Is that not what led to revolution? In you know, but, but is that not also people gauging uh, margins and availability? You see, because for somebody who is now who was paying thirty eight thousand and is paying for seventy is now paying seventy eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you will not able. You will not be able to perhaps. You know, afford the next import. No, but my question is that. If ho- is hoarding not a crime? It is. It How, is. But okay, okay. Let, let's define it properly. Having goods and not wanting to sell. Sell, yes. Is which which law have they? Broken? I don't know which law they're broken, but it should be bad. Maybe we should ask Apia Adumako because if Clement Akapam, please I, tell I us know, something. I know. Th- I've heard a few people say that they have. They go and look for something, but they are not getting. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the distributors are keeping it and waiting for Christmas to yep. to mm-hmm. sell it. Sell it. That was a crime under PNDC something. Mm. But maybe it might also be because there might be demand for it. People are also not buying things. Ah! I'll ask you, you'll be shocked. People are not buying? People are not buying, no. People are not buying. So People enter shops, ask for prices, and walk away. So, okay, Last week, okay, I entered the shop on, and walked away. Hold on. That can't be true because if people are not buying, why are prices still high? No. I'll ask you, some of the things are there. But people are not buying at the rates that people expect people to buy. You'll be shocked. Things no. are not moving. Ghana, we are all lying. 
<laughs> the whole country is a crime scene. Everybody's <laughs> lying. Of course. What do you mean people are not buying? People are not buying, Aloski. I'm telling you, people are not buying. If people are not buying what? If people are not buying, prices will be coming down. No. How can prices be Because the things no day. One. The things no day. things no day. The things you won't buy no day. Those who then get them. They the hold them. They the hold them. Two. The prices too, you don't want to pay. You know, we are all lying. I won't say, I will. Have you not entered shops these days and walked away from the shop because of prices or the market no when you always say it's the fire base you then you drop it i will go i will go to the market regularly i will come allow 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 people are not buying people are not buying i lost this true like look i said i let's said let's use data me i think people i understand buying things i people are not buying i'm telling you people are not people are not buying at the rate at which better expect us to buy the point is that People, you. people will buy. They may not buy. I wanted them buy last week. <laughs> <laughs> they may not buy in huge quantities. Okay, see, if you if yeah. you are home and you need to get stuff that you clearly have to buy, what what will be the difference is that you won't buy as much as you probably used to. Do you have the the release that the statistical service usually sends when they send the inflation data? Because usually when they send that data, they will tell you the sectors that have high inflation and also tell you which prices are moving at which rate because i really want to compare the food inflation to the construction one to transportation to housing because ghana doesn't make sense to me anymore i i really don't understand the country because people say they are not selling people are hoarding uh, he said they don't have money. Let me you know, let me get to you. It, it, the whole thing that's the fish business. Yeah, premix prices have gone up hmm. by what percentage? Come on, come, 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 come I found the story. Calm down. By what percentage? It is there. Rural women in farming, food processing, post harvest, fish processing, and advocacy mm-hmm. have expressed worry over the recent hike in premix fuel and agric inputs, indicating that the hike was affecting their business negatively. Mm. So they pleaded with the Ministry of Food and Agric and Aquaculture to come to their aid said initially the full and agric inputs were not readily available and we thank government for making them available. However, it has become expensive and it's costing us dearly. But what percentage? It's not here. I think the fish sellers are taking advantage this is 19th October. of the general price hikes to also increase their price. And by the way, a reliable source is telling me that, Nathan, uh-huh. hoarding is not a crime. A crime. Property rights in a democracy means I can either decide to sell my goods or not. Onulu? Yes, yes, yes. So, please, this is your holding matter. No, but I'm also telling that lost people are not buying. They are buying. No, Aloski, you see, if they are not buying, why are prices going up? I keep telling you that, you see, the demand they are not buying. See, there's a basic equation. More it does not work in this country. There's no equation that works <laughs> here. Later, the first thing you learn in economics, when you go to SS1, mm-hmm. Demand and supply. And supply. Yes. yes, we all did economics. Yes, so. When quantity, uh, like it's like in, ter- in terms of the quantity and price. Yes, yes. The the more people demand, the more and the, the less the supply, the, the price, price will come down. Yes. So if you say people are not buying, mm-hmm. it means demand is depressed. The Ghanaian seller is a very patient person. <laughs> you don't know if demand is depressed, how price go up? Aloski, the Ghanaian seller is a patient person. I'm telling you. So he'll keep the goods. He's waiting for us, but we are not buying too. But he will keep the price there. Are you are you referring to necessities or luxury? Uh, or lost, have you seen anybody doing reduction sale anywhere at the market? I've seen one or two clearance sales where shops are closed. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 nobody's buying. Nobody's buying. So why is there traffic in town? Where are the Which traffic? There's no traffic. How many you notice these days that? I drove through Accra happily the other time. 
You went to Accra Central. I said, I drove through it happily. <laughs> I could not do that. I drove through Accra happily. You are saying traffic has come down because... It has come down. Really? People are checking prices, hoping that they will come down. But the things are not dropping. So they go and ask and leave. And you know that usually Christmas prices go up. Yes. So Which is what they are waiting for. Mm-hmm. The sellers know. That's okay, what So for. maybe what will save the economy will be the diaspora people coming for Christmas. How much? Why do they go to Cantaman? No, they will bring dollars. They don't bring anything. They will bring pounds. They won't bring anything. The diaspora people. They will bring money. Oh, forget. <laughs> Now, Richoko is bringing you the national essay competition. There's a price package of 100,000 CDs to be won. Now, here's how you get it. Now, if you know somebody who's in junior high or upper primary, let them write an essay describing five things they would like to see to help improve access to basic education. If they're in upper primary, their word limit is 600. If they're in JHS, their word limit is 750. Now, let them submit that essay together with empty packs of either Richoco 1 kg or 500 gram or five packs of Richoco 20 gram and complete contact information to selected vantage points across the country. Deadline for submission of entries is 19th November 2022. Visit Cadbury Richoco's Facebook and Instagram pages for more details. Now, a Norwich new season is here. Malta Guinness is inviting you to watch and support the goodness in women's football with the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League. Follow every pass, tackle and goal as our ladies add some style to fuel your passion for football. Follow the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League on our social channels. Hashtag Malta Guinness WPL and watch the matches live on Max TV Weekly. Apollonia City is inviting you to their 2022 edition of the Family Day. Apollonia City is Accra's newest $250 million city equipped with state-of-the-art infrastructure. Come and network with other people, take a tour of our futuristic city and explore the most viable investment options in today's tricky market. It's happening on the 12th of November at the Adumwa Place located at the heart of Apollonia City. Buses will leave the Accra Mall at 8am. See you there. Now your messages are brought to you by Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. Takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk and it's a great complement to your tea, coffee, gary, soakings and other cereals. It's gentle on the stomach, it has essential vitamins and vegetable fat. Now if you are interested in buying, you can go to your uh, golf shops, Bajona, Total and other supermarkets in your neighborhood or for bulk purchase, you can contact Les Farm Distributors at Medina Ridge Junction on 0501-682522 or Grace has found us at Akoko Photo in Dantoman on 0245-162747. Alright, let's get into your money. Your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. And Godfrey has Where the, the system cuts, now, going back to an old tip that we always seem to forget because we don't have discipline. We lack <laughs> discipline. And in these times, discipline, financial discipline is key. Mm-hmm. So, my tip for today. Remember that time we all decided to save in our susu box? I lost, you, you started and you stopped. Nathan, you started and you stopped. Mm-hmm. I started and then I stopped. Caleb didn't start. <laughs> so I'm saying start a loose change jar. Charlie, the coins. No, I'm coin. And all the, so I lost, if you add them up, let's save all those things. Don't throw any coin away. Start a loose change jar. Mm-hmm. Drawer. 
box, mm-hmm. handkerchief and somewhere and be disciplined about it. At the end of the year, you will have some loose change to enjoy mm. as the prices go up. <laughs> <laughs> that was your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Money don't get this is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Yes, Ramu. Yes, short petrol. Now, now, don't you need petrol? Yes, short petrol. In the week, how many times now? Short petrol. Papa, yes, short. Yes, short. Yes, short. Yes, short petrol. Now, they are much short. Now, petrol. They are big, big, big. Papa, we be a man. We are not going to be poor. Fifty one Ghana cities. We are not going to be poor. 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 We are not going because of demonstration, central region central region Send your messages on 0549-986-996. Now, the other aspect of all of this, as we go through these very tough times, are your investments. At 9 a.m., we'll talk to our very good friends from the SEC just to break things down and set your mind at ease, really, on whether there's a haircut, no haircuts, there's a boy, there's back bush, there's fade. <laughs> So it's actually the SEC and then the industry association. Yes, so uh, Reverend Obami from SEC and then Kese Antonio from the industry. So they'll try and explain <laughs> the directives that have come up for the past few weeks and what it means for your investment. But you know, one of the things I, I, I have been thinking about doing, I think I want to go back to school. Do you know why? Why? All the things I learned, they don't make sense Says anymore. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think the notes I learned, they have changed. The world has changed. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, look, here's a friend of mine. He says, Bernard, mm-hmm. I was buying uh, a T-roll, fluffy T-roll at 95 CDs last year, November. So that's exactly a year yeah. ago. 
right? And moved to 115 March, and it's now 270. Hey! Hmm. Now, 95 to 270 is more than 100 percent. Yes. And this is November to November. Yet your inflation is now up to 50 percent. Yes. What is inflation? The rate at which prices are changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are two inflation measures: average inflation, year-on-year inflation. So either I don't understand the way they are calculating it, mm-hmm. or I have to go and upgrade my knowledge. No, but I have told you that this is Ghana, where the nothing you've learned works. <laughs> yeah, because even the relationship between the exchange rate and inflation it does not work. You know, if the city has appreciated about fifty percent over the period, I, I, uh, it's. And the other thing I don't, I can't figure out is, you know, when you, when when FMCGs make products, they usually do so when they do margarine. So they will do margarine jar. Yeah. Then they'll do strip margarine and they'll say for the poor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when they do Pepsi, then you have a big Pepsi, then they'll say they'll do the one the small one. My question is, is it really cheaper to buy the smaller one? So if, I, if you have a family of eight yeah. and you are poor, is it better if you bought the big margarine or whether you bought the, the tiny small ones? ones? The bigger ones are always better. But for you to even have the money to buy that is the concern. I mean, sometimes there are some places where they do wholesale so if you buy from that end, then you get it cheaper because you get more. But if the poor it's just like buys, data, right? If the poor person buys strips of Pepsi, then it will finish early. Every three days. It will finish it's early. It's better if you have the whole... <coughs> or if you have the big one. It will cost you more even going there to buy the time yeah. you spend, so, the so money you spend. How do they... How do the FMCGs and the players... How do they rather brand those ones as poor people's yeah. products? But it's actually it's more expensive, not. is it not? It's not. Because but if you had a big bull... Yes. Then you could even put some aside and use it for a longer period. Yes. And or, or they can't afford to spend that much at once. So it's better to spend two CDs to buy the small one. And then buy other things in small, small bits. But then you are going to buy again and the cost of even going there is going to increase your whatever. You know, when you buy data, when you buy the 399 package, yeah. for example, yeah. it's going to last way longer than when you're buying 10, 10 CD so kind of our, package. Our pricing, so our pricing, it's not... Which ostensibly is supposed to help the poor. Doesn't really it doesn't help. help the poor, that's true. And the other thing that worries me is that a lot of the people's experience about price changes, they suggest that inflation is much higher than it is. Because they, oh, yeah. if, if, if what people are saying is to be believed, yeah. somebody said I used to buy till at 95 in November. Oh, Cement at 49, now 96. That's, and this, oh, that's yeah, it's double. Those are, those are 100% jumps. You know, so I don't know if I'm misunderstanding the thing or the economics have learned it has changed or the syllabus has changed. But so many <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Tell him my, my, my one tweet that I am happy about this. It comes from now or you. Mm-hmm. It says, Bernard, even braiding has gone up. Braiding. Hair for braiding and weave on has tripled. And saloons are ripping us off. To this one, I'm happy they are ripping you yes. off. Go and cut your hair. You know the funny thing? <laughs> I, I was listening to a data, I, I was in some, some analysis on, no, the BBC, on the BBC, and the three leading importers of fake hair in Africa. Africa. We did inside. And you know the funny thing? And this is in terms of volume and value. Uh-huh. South Africa has over 50 million people. Yes. Nigeria has over 200 and something. Ghana has 30 million, and we are number three. <laughs> Prophet. Why? Uh, Ethiopia has more people than us. Uh-huh. Uganda has more people than us. Yes. Kenya has more people than us. Yes. Tanzania has more people than yes. us. Yet we are number three in Africa in importing fake hair. What about the tomato pizza? We are Nigeria. We are Nigeria. Nigeria is at twelve point five at number we one. We are twelve number two. Look at the population. <laughs> They are the leading voters of tomato paste. Look, look, and, and, and this lesson to note, Nathan, Ghana, Ghana is 
are probably like the 12 largest African countries. Country, if yeah. you bring North African countries in, now Nigeria, DRC, yeah. Ethiopia, all right, then you have South Africa, you have Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Algeria, Egypt, they are all more than us. Mm. And yet, we, <laughs> we they import more, more tomatoes, more sugar, more salt, more rice. Mm. More everything. If you break down our import mix, there's a fundamental flaw in our economic yeah, it's, that we it's, need to rethink. Yes, it's because no, no, no. a lot I, of the I, I things so, yeah. we yeah. use, mm-hmm. we are bringing them from outside. If you break down our import mix from, say, 2020, we are importing all kinds of things. Hair, cosmetics, used clothes, cars. But why doesn't... Why, all kinds of why things. Why can't to, we... To the billions. We are importing in billions is it, this is my of challenge. dollars. This, this is my challenge. There are things we need which are necessities that we can remove tariffs from. Mm-hmm. Things which are inputs for final usage. Yes. So right. if if a company like B five plus is doing steel, yes, and they are importing, I will give them a tax. I'll give them a tax rebate. Or what do you call it? A, a, a tax. Uh, what was the name of the thing they they call it? Help me. Holiday. Yes, on some break. of yes, because they are they are importing in uh, intermediate goods to finish something that will help our companies. But if somebody is bringing in fake hair, fake hair is a luxury. Do you understand me? Fake hair. So the, the the tariff. I I don't think our tariff policy even supports the infant industry argument necessarily. I don't. I do not think so. And even our free zones companies. I'll, I'll tell you something. I was listening to Natalie this morning, and she was talking about. I don't know whether it was yesterday or today that they said uh, Ghana free zones boss says. Oh yeah, it's on it's on City Business News. Ghana free zones. They said they read the story for me, and I'm going to point a hole there. You see, our economic policies are worsening people's personal economic circumstances. And I'll explain it. Okay. Because, re- read a story for me. Okay, now the story is on citybusinessnews.com. It says, Ghana, the Ghana Free Zones Authority yeah. right, has revealed that it expects $230 million mm-hmm. to be injected into the economy from 39 newly licensed companies by the authority. Uh-huh. Now, the 39 new Free Zones companies, which were licensed to operate mm. within the last year and a half, mm. I expected to bring in about $529 million by way of export earnings. Like now, this was disclosed by uh, Ambassador Michael O'Quay Jr. I'll explain why I do During the agree. launch of the 2022 investment. Now, he's a CEO of the Ghana Free Zones okay. Authority. Um, Did they give us a breakdown of these companies? Um, not necessarily. You know my problem. You know my problem. See. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Now, it says out of the... Now, it says the total number of... Uh, free zones companies, right? Uh-huh. Two seventeen. Uh-huh. Okay, out of these companies, seventy-two mm-hmm. are wholly Ghanaian-owned, uh-huh. representing thirty-three percent. Uh-huh. Seventy-four uh-huh. are wholly foreign-owned. Uh-huh. Seventy-one mm-hmm. are joint ventures. So Good. That's that's a breakdown. What what part. sectors are they in? You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm we know I'm going with this. So you are having a foreign you are having a forex crisis in your country, essentially. You don't have enough foreign exchange. Mm-hmm. Your, the reason the city is falling, among other things, is that your central bank doesn't have enough reserves of dollars. Where do you get your dollars from? Apart from the fact that you go and borrow, your main dollars come from exports. Nathan, you are supposedly giving companies a tax holiday of a kind to produce at a free zones enclave to bring in foreign exchange. All right. Now, these companies are supposed to bring dollars into Ghana to shore up your dollar reserves. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that a lot of our exporting companies, particularly the ones not owned by Ghanaians, 
they don't bring dollars into Ghana. They rather... This is what they do. There are companies yeah, in Ghana who get a lot of tech products. He's manufacturing orange juice. He's selling directly to Carrefour in France or is directly to Asda in the UK. They are not paying the money into his Ghana. He's not, they are not paying to Ghana Commercial Bank account. They are not paying the money into his APSA account. Mm-hmm. They are paying into offshore accounts. So because if I export pineapples from Accra and I'm owned by an European, I can tell you that pay the money into my... Mm-hmm. Netherlands account. So they will record that Ghana has exported $100 million. But the money is not coming here. That's my point. So you have an economy that is given ostensibly a lot of opportunity for people to produce goods. One, a lot of the goods are exported directly to abroad. They don't serve the local market. And two, the, the proceeds don't come into your country. Yet you record it as an import into your country. So on paper, you have a trade surplus. But in reality, in reality yeah, your Bank of Ghana's reserves have dwindled by over 30% in the same period that you had that trade surplus. It doesn't make sense. And I'm saying that, you see, the economy was not built for us. It was built for people where we are supposed to be a raw material producing country. So when they even say they are coming to manufacture and add value, they are not adding the value for you. I know there are companies in Ghana who produce high quality products. Less than 2% of what they produce is spent here. And when they export the product, for some reason, we allow them to call themselves Ghanaian companies, yet we don't get the dollar here. So the BOG is always looking for dollars. And people are selling dollars to... I, it, it, for me, the, 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 the economy's ethos, the, the Ghana's place in the global economy as a producer of raw materials for advanced economies and not as a destination has not changed. So when I hear these numbers, GIPC and all these things, we have to break down. It's okay, how many of these are actually bringing... Now, I do not discount employment. I'm not saying employment is not good. Employment is great. But if you're saying someone's going to bring $500 million into an economy over a period, it should reflect in the BOD's reserves. Where is the money? Does the BOD even have access to all that forex? And in this crisis we're facing, I think the BOD should be very bold and say, look, guys, if you are an exporting company and you want to be licensed to operate in Ghana, then you must be paid in your Ghana account. Because what's the point in locating your company here and letting people pay money into your your GG and your your BOG in their forex options? BOG is looking. People are looking to buy hundred million dollars of of forex. BOG is only able to give them one fourth of that. You get me? And I'm saying that a lot of your economic policies are wrongheaded. So you you are you are your dollar is depreciating rapidly because everything is priced in the dollar, and all the companies you are giving tax breaks to that they should produce for you, they are not. They don't even have the the, 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 what's the word to use? The, the presence of mind to put any of the money here. Okay, so you are b- basically producing raw materials, getting one-tenth of the value of the final product, and you are happy. That cannot be right. And the, 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 the complaints, and the, it's like our policymakers, they just come and complain. Where is the original thinking to turn around the economy? If after this massive foreign exchange crisis, we don't have any bold initiative to really solve it. Because if I'm the governor of the Bank of Ghana now, it's like I can't sleep. So there should be not... You understand that? I mean, you are running a free... Uh, they call it... Uh, what do you call it? A, f- a floating foreign exchange regime. You have a monetary policy that just raises interest rates. You must have policies that make sure that your... Because there's a relationship... You see, there's a, a base relationship between your, your monetary policy, your... Uh, whether you are operating a floating or free exchange rate and the inflow of investment proceeds into your country. 
we are not benefiting. We are not benefiting. And I, I, I think that our leaders have not been bold enough to do the difficult things we need. So all these things people are complaining about, prices are going up. There are causes. If the policy is wrong, the outcome cannot be right. Okay, so when I hear all these stories, oh, we are bringing investors in. How, which country in the world has depended on investors to develop it alone? Ghana. We are so, the country is so liberalized. Anything goes. And then we turn around and we understand why the economy is collapsing. How do you become the third largest importer of fake hair? <laughs> how? <laughs> how? <laughs> I mean, think, think about how. Because we like hair. Because we like it. <laughs> it's not because we like hair. It's because our policy allows it because somebody benefits. Yes. Are you telling me that people in Uganda don't like nice hair? They like nature. Oh. We are not... We are not committed to doing things that will change the economy. I'm, I don't think we are. Third largest importer of fake hair. Why? Is our hair thicker, harder than other people's hair? Is there a problem with the Ghanaian hair? I'm using that as a, an entry point into a bigger discussion of over-liberalized policies and weak governance. This point about export proceeds. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. So we, it will be interesting to just feed into that. It will be interesting to see what the numbers are. I will try and dig up some numbers in terms of what Nigeria looks like, what Cote d'Ivoire looks like, what other countries that are around us look like. Because I have a feeling our percentages will be somewhere in the 50s or 60 percent. Mm-hmm. And Nigeria and the others will be below 20 percent. In, in terms of the m- amounts of money that go up. That go up. Yes. Okay. Ben, we don't produce cutlasses in Ghana. I am a cutlass importer. Oh! <laughs> we don't produce cutlasses because we don't have a steel industry. This is from a cutlass importer. Thank you for sending that message. So, they want to tell what do they do? Maybe they assemble and package cutlasses. They assemble cutlass? Because the guy says he imports cutlasses to Ghana. He's even calling me. I'm sure he wants to go on air. <laughs> the cutlass importer. Charlie, but we need to look at ourselves seriously. And you know, the funny thing is that all these cycles of problems, we don't do anything with them. We complain, and when we, when the thing ends, we go back to the same thing. Mm. It, it's tragical. You can't even produce cutlass. How do you say cutlass in Ghana? Plenty. Give me serious, No, but. I don't even know why. Well, maybe today you've been touched by this. No, because you know why? I'm thinking about construction and the complaints people are making. And I'm saying, you see, it's not how loud you complain that determines that something is solved. It's how cold and calculated your implementation is. What we are good at is the listeners and the populace complain. Then the leaders re-echo their complaints in their speeches and say things to tick the boxes. No country gets changed by saying nice things. And I'm giving you examples of Policies, you, you don't have control of anything. And yet you are giving... What, what, are, you, what are you doing? That's what I mean. I say I have to go back to school. So maybe the things I've learned in school make the world very simple to me. So I have to probably go and learn more. Because I don't understand how you can over-liberalize your economy like this. You allow everything to come in. You make it easier to import in musical instruments than to produce cutlasses. Because it makes the numbers look good. What numbers? Numbers for who? You see, it doesn't, it's because we have lazy implementation. People are not. You see, God, it, it's not. It's not making numbers. Uh, we run company. Better. We when, at the end of the day, there's only one Better. number that counts. Do you have enough cash flow to pay your staff? That's the same thing for a country. It's, 
What numbers for who? Who are you trying to impress? If you can't pay like a salary, who are you impressing? If you don't have money to develop your country, who are you impressing? Are you are you running a country to develop it or are you in a country for international applause? And the international applause you are looking for, you are not in an IMF program. The ignominy of looking for three billion dollars and bending over backwards to push through a budget. What is more disgraceful than that? So what what do you mean by the numbers? It's not numbers anything. It's because the job of governance, which requires difficult choices, we are not prepared for it. We are very good at elections. We are very good at campaigning and stuganeering. Citizens are also not good at holding people to account. So all we want to people to say things to us, to tickle us, and we laugh. We don't understand that to develop. It requires sacrifice. Things are tough. We have to... Like, for example, personal decision what to wear. Okay? You have to make a conscious choice to buy certain products because it contributes to your country's development. If we are all economic agents, we cannot outsource the governance of our country and the decisions just to a few people. So you can also say, for example, me, I only wear local clothes. As a starting point, if you don't do that, you will be poor forever. And for me, we are very good at articulating the problems. Look, even within the period that I was away, the number of articles I've received explaining why the city is falling. There are so many. And a few of them will have some solutions at the end. But the solutions, Charlie, is like, we want to show that we understand why the thing is wrong. Nobody wants to tell you how to do it. And even if you tell the people how to do it, no one is prepared to do it. No. You see, and most people in the occupied positions, they, don't, they are not committed to reform. They just want to let people know, oh, the work they are can do it. What have you changed? Do you understand? And the change, you know, is it on paper or in reality? That's the effect. So you have an economy that's so liberalized, poor policy, in fact, wrong-headed policies all over. And now your, your main central bank cannot even, they don't even have a grip of how much forex is in the country. It's, it's serious. It, it is very serious. And if we don't see this as a threat to even our democracy, you see, the economic stability and a people's cost of living and welfare is a very important part of national stability. And we must tackle it from that perspective, not for the look for accolades. And I get frustrated that the same things people keep saying, all the examples, East Africans have shown us the way in some of the areas. You know them very well. There are some things they do very aggressively. We don't do it. We, we, talk, we talk up a good fight. That's all we do. Go to parliament. It's, 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 it, I, but, but that's something that the, you see, I agree with you on a lot of things you said. And this complaint I've had about padding up our numbers to look good. And we like to look good. Typical example is us at COP27. How many put it recently? 322. Is that in true? Yeah, no, all kinds of bodies are there. How many did we pay for? The, the government side has 150. Then the rest are organizations. But I'm just saying, if you look at the entire package, because there are groups that are committed to climate change and ever. But if you look at that, the country that we live in, like a country that's just with climate change. That's the point. That I'm I'm saying, <laughs> Ramsar site, 150 people to COP20. You know, COP20. Yesterday I was yesterday I was in an editorial meeting where a colleague from South Africa well, basically good. laughed at me and said, Ah, Godfrey, <laughs> what what is happening in Ghana? Because he saw the number. And he was like, what is happening in Ghana with regards to climate change? Because we have editorial meetings constantly. And we don't hear anything. Don't hear anything. Don't hear anything. So it's like, uh, how come Ghana has so many people at COP27? Because we have another colleague who is attending there. He's like, they don't have that many people there. So how come we have so many people attending COP27? But the issue is serious. 
we 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 have this infatuation. No, the policy space is big. Big. You know, we have this infatuation with letting the West feel like yeah. Ghana is the ish. Yeah, Ghana is a, 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 a template of exactly. model. model. Ghana is doing well. Exactly. Who cares what you think we are so, doing well? So that is what we put out there. You which is do. why we have situations where the, the, most of the time I've had complaints where our president doesn't talk to us. Always he likes to talk to the West. Yeah, yeah. The president prefers to talk to the international press international because he feels that they understand him best and he will say the things they want to hear about us. So he will talk to Forbes, he will talk to this, they'll put him on the front page when things are hard, but like, oh, this is the new model. Meanwhile, if you look at, if you do a detailed analysis, you see that these things are not built on solid foundations. And talking about this over-liberalized market. It was part of the strategy. Hmm. Unless they did not think it through. Strategy is to be implemented, not to be discussed. That's the thing with Ghana. We don't implement anything. Yeah, but, but part of the promise... You see, you see, the, that's why I'm a bit worried by this. Part of the promise that we made to investors was that it will be easy to repatriate your profits and principal back whenever you want to. Why do you make such a promise? Exactly my point. And not because, know the consequence. Because, because you want to have an advantage over everybody else. So that gives you the advantage. The fact that anytime you want to repatriate the money, you can, you can repatriate it. We sold it to them. So, so, so come, come. come so then what do we get? Come, exactly. So we get, we get 20 people being employed. What we did not consider was this. The situation we That's find ourselves we in. Don't, we don't think long enough. Thinking is hard. So here, here we are. With, with, the, with, the, with this big struggle, I'm, I've been trying to find the numbers, these numbers for you. On the on the companies registered versus who owns them, what sectors they are in. And I think there's a, dis, a discordance between the, the numbers in terms of money we, 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 so, we, we declare for ah, exports and how much God. Forex how actually much, stays oh, here. Thank, thank God for Bright Simmons. Yeah. So, uh, our FDI stock to GDP ratio. Yeah. Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, Kenya. They are doing 22, 25, and 18 mm. percent. Mm. We are doing what? Ghana is doing like about 40 percent. Meanwhile, if you look at how much money actually this guy is half. But that's the thing. So the FDI recorded, so no? The cont- and according to him, and he does his research very well, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have any cause to yeah. disagree with him on yeah. this one. He says the continental average is 25 percent. And we have 40. We are above. They says are the above total the FDI stock is a staggering between 75 to 80 percent of GDP. But my question is that FDI we are recording as FDI. What does it, where does it actually end, end up? That's the so point. FDI is, so if somebody says, I'm coming to do a five million dollar factory in your country, and I'm going to produce raw pineapples, and I'm going to export the pineapples to England, and I'm going to get all the proceeds paid into my account then, in Jersey. Then you haven't. So you recall that you've exported 20 billion worth of pineapple. But you are not getting get anything. anything yeah. So Addison is still looking for Eurobond money to support it. Like, oh, that, that was the point. So if we don't deal with that matter, we are not going to go anywhere. Anyway, later. So listening to the CT Breakfast Show. Now, open global doors when you earn a quality American master's degree in international relations, business, admin, or human resources management in just about 16 months. MBA students can choose a general MBA or specialize in either marketing, corporate finance, corporate comms, information technology management, cyber security, project management, or digital marketing. Admissions are also open for undergrad programs. Apply now to enroll for October intake and get up to 50% off tuition. Call 0540012 or 0540120869 visit website.edu.gh for more info
Now, have you been hustling under the scorching sun? Are you tired and thirsty? Do you need a quick refreshment to quench your thirst and complement your meals? Your favorite Coca-Cola day for you. You can get the Coca-Cola Zero Fanta Sprite in our 300 ml returnable glass bottle at 2 CD 50 pesos. You can get the 300 ml plastic bottle at 3 CD 50 pesos and your favorite Coke Classic in our 300 ml plastic bottle at recommended price of 3 CD 50 pesos. Whether you are out hustling or hanging out with friends, make Coca-Cola a part of that moment. Coca-Cola, real refreshment for all occasions. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, you need to try it first. Now, how can you be sure you've chosen the best candidate for the job? How about their skill set? Can they handle the day-to-day demands of the job? Let's eliminate these questions for you. Introducing the room. From a vast array of highly skilled and competent software engineers, customer service personnel, research and data entry specialists, and administrators, you can be sure that your company's mission is in safe hands. They are just a room away. Visit www.theroom.com now. This is still the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Please do stick and stay. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. Your comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. Earlier in the show, I announced that we would be having a very interesting conversation concerning your investments, that kind of thing. Now, in the last few weeks, several agitations have popped up in the public space. People are wondering what to do with their money. Should I go for my investment? Should I let it stay put? People just want to understand what exactly is happening. Better than you remember when we spoke to the um, information minister. Charlie. We're asking questions about haircuts. Will yeah. investments be affected or not? Yeah. So we've we've brought two people who understand the space very well mm-hmm. to give a lot of clarity to, to break it down. To break it down, really, so people can down. can have. Uh, can make better informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have Reverend Daniel Ogbamitete. He's Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission. He's the big man there. So mm-hmm. if the big man is here, it means that all your questions will be answered. Mm-hmm. We also have Mr. Kise Antonio. He's Vice President of the Ghana Securities Industry Association. Mm-hmm. And he's the MD of Sentinel Asset Management. So this is the regulator. This is the regulator. And then this, this is, is the somebody. Industry Association. Industry Association. So everything they answer. They answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just my good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good yeah, morning. I good trust morning. We're, we're doing well this morning. Mm, yes, we have. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm. Now we know that on the twentieth of October, um, mm-hmm. they issued a directive. It was a 
I think six pages. Yeah, six pages. It was a six pager that they put. With out English, there. I couldn't understand. Charlie, some of the things I read and read and read, I still didn't quite. And then yeah. on the the, the SEC issued a public notice on the fourth of November, yes. informing the public of its directive and circulated mm-hmm. FAQs to yeah. further get clarity on the matter. So. Let's let's start from this point. So help us understand revenue barometer. Help us understand what necessitated what necessitated these actions and the rationale behind the two different you know pieces of information that yeah. you put out. Okay, thank you very much, and um, good morning once again to your uh, listeners and then your uh, viewers on Facebook. I believe. Yes. Uh, let me start by reminding uh, everyone about the mission of the SEC, which is to regulate, innovate and promote the growth and development of an efficient, fair, and transparent uh, securities market in which both investors and the integrity of the market are protected. Mm -hmm. I'm repeating this because anything we do uh, is against that context. Mm -hmm. How do we protect investors? Mm -hmm. How do we protect the integrity of the market? Mm -hmm. How do we ensure a fair, transparent you know, playing field okay. so that both operators and uh, investors uh, are protected. So, so that's the premise on which I, I want to okay. make my submission. Now, when it comes to investments, because uh, the directives we issued had to do with um, investments, investments, you know, in, in particular uh, fund managers um, managing collective investment schemes. So when um, you invest, either as an individual or if you are a portfolio manager of a collective investment scheme, you buy securities. Mm. Okay. Now, in Ghana, we typically have the two basic securities. There are a few others, but I'll limit myself to equities mm-hmm. and then fixed income. Mm-hmm. Now, when you take equities, you have those that are listed on the stock exchange and then those that are not listed. But you find that most of the time, the quality investment schemes focus on the listed securities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, they are expected at the end of every trading day mm-hmm. to indicate the value of the securities. And that determines how the portfolio is doing. Okay. Now, what I think people may not have averted their minds to is the fact that bonds of fixed income, um, which are listed, also have uh, a price, mm-hmm. okay? And just as the price of securities, whether it's, uh, let's say, fan mill, Guinness, any of the securities can can move uh, in a day, in a week, in a month, you know, based okay. on various investor sentiment, uh, bond prices also move. Um, and especially when you have the situation that we have now, of a bit of, if you like, instability on the macroeconomic front leading to a surge in inflation and then um, as a result, interest rates also going up. Um, the relationship when it comes to bond, you know, the price is inverse. So when interest rates go up, okay. you find that the price of bonds, uh, it goes down. Okay. But what people must remember is that, you know, with a bond, uh, a bond has a tenor. So let's say a bond, maybe a two-year bond, a five-year bond, a seven-year bond. It has a tenor. Within the tenor, the bond price can go up okay. and down. It can go above the face value. Mm-hmm. It can also go down. And it's, uh, it, it reflects the current macroeconomic mm-hmm. situation. Okay. Um, you know, but on maturity, mm-hmm. 
the face value returns to 100%. Uh-huh. Okay. But in between, that's the tenor. Okay. It can, you know, it, it can, can move up, yes, down. It yes. Change. And the relationship with interest rates is inverse. Okay. So mm-hmm. when interest rates go up, bond prices go, go down. down. And then when uh, uh, interest rates also go down, bond prices, bond prices go, go up. up. Okay. So, so that, again, is a premise. Mm. Now, what we expect is for fund managers to, va- for, to value their portfolios based on the performance of the underlying securities. Now, for those who manage equity funds, they always um, mark to market, as in they use the end of uh, uh, day uh, trading prices to value their portfolios. Uh, but the practice for most of the fund managers uh, with fixed income portfolios has been to hold to maturity because mm. typically they do not. Um, or they have a portion, you know, which uh, of the assets that is geared towards liquidity. And so they will hold maturity and uh, they will be collecting the uh, coupon payments over time and all of that. Okay, so... Where the coupon is the interest. The interest, payment. sorry. Okay. <laughs> using a lot of terms. It's used equity, it's used bond. Apologies. Coupon. Whereas coupon is what you used to go and get fewer. So when you say coupon, yeah. So so that you know you get the interest uh, payment that have been promised with the with the with the bond. So uh, you know that whole to maturity maturity approach means that you collect your coupons, but you don't necessarily value the portfolio looking at the prevailing market Mm -hmm. price. Okay. Now in a situation where interest rates have gone up. Uh, and the, it means that the, the, the value of the bond price down. have gone down. If mm-hmm. we do not mark to market, and then people will have to exit, assuming for whatever reason, either panic, they've heard some rumor that something's going to happen, mm-hmm. and they want to check out. Then if you're not marking to market, number one, you don't let the investor see the value of his uh, the investment. If he has to go out today, mm-hmm. okay. he sees... Uh, the the portfolio valued at the face at the value, speed, which is which doesn't reflect the current market the conditions. Current market conditions. Uh-huh. So, what we sought to do with this directive uh, is to ask the farm managers that for your fixed income uh, portfolios, market to market, so that one the investors can see um, the value um, of their investment in the fund. Now. People need to understand there's a difference between uh, unrealized gain and then unrealized loss. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I have invested X amount, uh, 100000 for instance, and today you show me the valuation that uh, based on market conditions, mm-hmm. the my 100000 has dropped to, let's say, 90000 um, If I stay put and I don't panic, mm-hmm. I don't jump up and down, wear a raffia skirt and, you know, try and check out, mm-hmm. um, and the market corrects, I don't realize the loss. So the loss is, if you like... It's on paper. On the paper. loss is on paper. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's unrealized. But if I get agitated uh, or I'm desperate to move out and I check out, mm-hmm. then I'll lock in the, you know, the loss, Okay. But when we say mark to market, we are saying that let investors see that, well, at this point in time, uh, because of market conditions, the value of your investment may have gone down. Mm. If you don't check out, you don't realize it. But if you check out, then you, 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 you lock in uh, the laws. But it's just to get um, um, investors to see the, 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 the current or prevailing value okay. of their investment mm. so that they make an informed decision. 
actually, this will be a good time if, if you understand how investment works, you know, to buy. Because, you know, there's a principle of um, you buy low and then you sell you, you sell high, you know. So uh, it's all about understanding. But we, we want the fund managers to reflect the current market value to mm. their investors. Mm. That way you create a fair basis of um, letting people appreciate their, the current uh, value. So both those existing, yeah. those entering, those exiting, it's, it's a very fair Later, game. That's funny because that means that the question I asked you earlier, that which, what, Prices are coming down in Ghana. At least bond prices are falling <laughs> within the period. Because you know, before you came, we were discussing in Ghana what price, what is not going up, and we couldn't find anything. Uh, so at least we have our answer now. But, but my, my question to you, though, okay, I, I, your explanation of this mark to market thing sounds logical. And my question: Why why hasn't that been the practice? Why did that require you to write a directive? Because it seems logical that if I go and buy something for hundred thousand. And the time I bought it, because I'm buying it at a price based on the interest rate, and the interest rates are always changing. Why, why doesn't Kise and his people, or why don't Kise and his people say, well, when you want to exit, we will market to market. I think that, I'm, in fact, I'm told that in other markets, that's the way they do it. Why does he have to use the what you call the whole to market, some people call it amortization approach? Because it seems logical that in a market of varying interest rates, the the price at the time that you are going to exit will have to be discounted on the basis of the price, not the original value you bought it. But you had to write a whole letter, put Q and A in there before they did that. Why? No, so so Bernard, um, you, you you find that um, the a farm manager typically will create a portion of the portfolio mm-hmm. for liquidity needs mm-hmm. and would invest that portion in, if you like, what we call near cash. Uh, instruments to take care of um, request for redemption. Request for redemptions, and based on their strategy, they may decide to hold uh, a lot more to maturity mm. uh, because they can uh, receive regular interest payments over the period. Also, remember that uh, unfortunately we don't have a, a, a wide investment universe. Which has a lot of, if you like, uh, options or products that uh, farm managers can 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 get into. So typically, you find people who do buy and hold uh, because if you take corporate bonds, we don't have a lot of corporate bonds. So you find a lot of farm managers uh, playing more in the government bond space where they, um, you know, they buy and collect the interest payments and then on the maturity they reinvest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. And actually, um, IFRS 9 indicates that based on your business model, mm. um, uh, your your valuation model can also be tailored to reflect it. Okay, so uh, that's that. But let me also say that actually there are some farm managers already uh, doing mark-to-market. It, it's not like uh, this is the first time that we are asking um, them. And I'm not referring to those managing equity portfolios. There are uh, some farm managers managing fixed income that were doing mm. mark-to-market. Yes, a few. Because before we came up with the directive, we did a survey to confirm those who were mm. already mm. applying okay. it and those who were not. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it, 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 it's a mix of reasons. But given the fact that interest rates had gone high, we believe that it was important to step in to make sure that we, we protect uh, investors, especially those who are... Uh, entering and then those who are in and so that people do not exit at elevated. So are you saying that those who were exiting in an era where mark to market was not being used were going to disadvantage those who remain? 
in the sense that those who remain in, in will be sense. paying for the windfall that those who exit get. In a certain sense, because those who are exiting will be exiting at elevated, uh, because so if you, if beyond the proportion of your portfolio that you set for liquidity, mm-hmm. now you have a lot of redemptions. Means you have to sell. You have to sell to get money to pay the guy who wants to leave. Uh-huh. So if you have to sell, then you, because of the market conditions, you sell at a, a depressed value. Mm. Uh-huh. So if you don't give that lower value. Uh, uh, you know, it means that somebody uh, will have to be. Um, wow, I see. Um, you know, taking that. In. So, I mean, very interesting explanation. So, is it in your space? Is this the convention? Is it global best practice? Is this unique in Ghana? For those who are, because for a lot of people, this is the first time they're actually hearing this. So, is this something that pertains in this space? This. Yes, selling I, at mark to mark to market value, value that kind portfolio. of thing, mark, yeah. value in your portfolio. Yes, you know, like I said, uh, there, are, there are portfolios already that are being marked to market. Okay. If you take those who buy um, equities, that's so, so let's take it one. If you, see, you see, when you see a portfolio, our listeners okay. are white. Okay. So <laughs> let's let, let's so, so tell us, I have ten thousand uh-huh. cities. I have come to Kisei, yes, and I say I want you to go and buy a mix of fixed Different income, things, yeah. and then. Uh, some sort of balanced um, long-term thing for me. All right. So Fikisei says, I'm going to use 4,000 to buy fixed income instrument, 20% a year. The rest, I'll put it into some fund B that after 10 years, you can get something B. So when you say portfolio, which is the portfolio? <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, when we talk about portfolio, it, it just is a term ref- uh, referencing um, what a fund manager, uh, the different... Uh, investment instruments that a fund manager will put together. Uh-huh. You know, if we take your my portfolio, 10, my ten thousand, I give him. Uh-huh. What is my portfolio in the ten thousand? So, if let's say you put ten thousand, and let's say Kisa is managing an uh, an equity mutual fund, that's a, a mutual fund that invests in shares. Your ten thousand will, g- will give you shares in that fund that Kisa is managing. But Kisa would have bought maybe EcoBank, Standard. Uh, these are shares. These are That's shares. what you mean by equity. Yes. Okay. So you would have used part of the money to buy that. Equity. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, if assuming it was a fixed income bond, mm-hmm. a, a fund. Yeah. So Kisel may have bought um, some government of Ghana, maybe a two-year uh, treasury bond, bill, a two-year bond, three-year, five-year, seven-year, some treasury bill, maybe some fixed um, uh, deposits um, with a bank. So basically, a collection of different. Fixed income instruments form the. So when you say fixed income, is is that is that a short term one, or long term? So so fixed income covers both long and short term, depending on, um, uh, because the the uh, duration is fixed Mm. and whatever interest you get is also fixed. So for instance, if you take treasury bill, Mm -hmm. uh, if it's a ninety one day, it's fixed income because after ninety one days. The investment matures, and you have a certain fixed interest. If it's Mm -hmm. a bond, a five-year bond, Mm -hmm. it's a tenor is five years, Mm -hmm. and the uh, interest rate or coupon, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) 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 maybe, (laughs) maybe maybe, uh, seven percent. So when we say fixed income, it it covers both Mm. the long and then the short. Okay, when you say money market, then you are referring to the short end, mm-hmm. and there are some money market uh, funds mm-hmm. where they invest in instruments one year and below. Okay. So maybe a one year note 
Okay. One eighty two, aha, uh-huh, you know, yeah. So, so, so he would be my portfolio manager, manager. Yeah. and he would invest yeah. your ten thousand, your five thousand. He would invest in the different. Okay, and yeah, before he goes, to, what is a collective investment scheme? The the idea of a collective investment scheme is simply is where a number of people come together, pull their assets together, and assign a fund manager mm-hmm. who has the time and the expertise to select the kind of investment instruments that will yield some mm. decent returns and enable them to achieve their, their goal. Mm. So you can have, uh, let's say, an equity uh, fund, mm-hmm. a mutual fund or unit trust, mm-hmm. where the fund manager will just pick uh, shares mm-hmm. or equities. You can have a money market fund. Mm-hmm. And for instance, we would normally say that if you have an emergency fund, you put it in a money market fund because that one uh, more liquid. is more liquid. Uh-huh. You know, and you can have a fixed income a mutual fund or unit trust. So depending on the mandate of the fund, the collective investment scheme just says that pull your money together okay. as a fund manager. And the good thing about collective investment schemes is that it's easy to enter and easy to exit because you don't need a lot of money okay. uh, to, to, to get in. Great. Now let's move on to the thing that's bothering a lot of people. Okay, now this um, mark-to-market thing, how different is it from the haircut on government bills that's become really topical? Lots of people are asking whether or not is this the same thing as the haircut and what's the hair... That, so is this the same thing or this is very different? It's not the same thing. It's totally different. And, and, and let me explain. Okay. Um, with regard to, um, let me say, the speculation mm-hmm. that has been going on around... Um, government debt uh, discussions with the IMF and therefore people saying there's going to be the haircut. I think we all listened to the president um, uh, who, who came out to say that, you know, there is no haircut uh, because a haircut was going to mean that probably people's, uh, I think the speculation was that your principal was going to be affected and so on and so forth. I think, um, you know, there has been that uh, clarity. As to the details of the uh, discussions, you know, regarding uh, government debt. Um, I, 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 I'm not in a position to um, uh, speak to the details because I do not have the facts. But this directive of mark to market is not a haircut conversation. What this directive is just saying is that uh, create that fair. A transparent basis of valuing your investment. Mm-hmm. Let investors appreciate the fact that um, currently, given the market uh, situation, uh, if you are exiting, you exit at this value. L- let me give an example of using shares. If, let's say, you buy um, shares of EcoBank, mm-hmm. um, you buy 10,000 at, let's say, two CDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you bought it maybe f- uh, five years ago or two years ago. Now, today you want to sell, and the price has dropped to 1.5. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the market and say they should sell it to you at, uh, at uh, they should buy uh, from you at the two cities you bought it. You sell at the prevailing price. You know, so all this conversation about mark to market is to say that uh, when it comes to investment, especially securities that trade, uh, there's a price, there's a market price. And it's important to mark the current value to mm. the prevailing market price. And that would inform you to make the decision that, hey, if I check out now, because of Effectively, the... Effectively, I make a loss. Yes. But if I don't check out, uh, then that loss could be wiped 
out. You know, th- that's how it works. So it's just to, so this is not a haircut conversation. It's just I to see. say that, uh, let's, uh, you know, let the value of, uh, the funds we are managing reflect the market, the current market position and let the investing public appreciate that this is what it is. If I should check out today, um, I, I, I lock in um, uh, the, uh, the laws. You know, many years ago when I, I was on the other side, I remember I, I, I sold a particular product in, in a church, you know, and um, the, uh, there was a, the wife of the pastor who bought uh, it. And then a few months after the the price dropped you can imagine i'm also a pastor and mm. you know it was it wasn't easy at all but i managed to convince her that look market prices have that kind of a movement mm. so if you don't panic mm-hmm. or get agitated and mm-hmm. check out it's the, the market has a way of correcting okay mm. you know she listened to me and a, a year after the 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 right. price had gone up and that i didn't hear from her <laughs> <laughs> But you see, it's just to let people understand that mm-hmm. um, uh, security prices, mm-hmm. whether it's a bond or shares, it moves. So market to market just gives you a better sense of the prevailing yeah. value okay. of your investment. Yeah. Um, um, Mr. Kishan, let me, let, let me bring you in. Like I said, he's with the Ghana Securities Industry Association. So he's in the space, actually mm-hmm. a, a, a player in the space. Now, how, how does the association view this directive from the SEC mm-hmm. and how are fund managers expecting investors to respond to this implementation yeah thanks um i think um uh, the members uh, of the gsia understand the reasoning behind the sec's directive and we believe that the mark to ma- uh, market valuation methodology will as uh, reverend was saying protects the interest of all investors in collective investment schemes as they are treated, and I believe more importantly, uh, equally uh, in a market like what we are currently experiencing. Like Rev said, a good number of funds, and I dare say most, were hitherto using the whole to market, uh, the whole, whole to maturity, maturity. Uh, valuation methodology, where they use the fixed, uh, the face value of those securities and their accrued interest over whatever period. Um, one was looking at uh, to get the book, the value of those securities, um, and like was being espoused earlier, if investors are coming out now using that methodology, they are going to get a more than a proportionate share of their interest in these CISs, and that will ultimately le- um, hurt investors that will be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Regarding the second part of your question, um, based on this, we expect investors to stay invested because it's important that you might get a statement showing a loss, but it is nothing but a paper loss. You only crystallize the loss when you exit that instrument. So, for instance, you buy something at 10. Now I'm telling you it's 8. It's a paper loss. You haven't lost two CDs. Okay. You only lose two CDs when you exit. So I'll advise investors to stay invested. Um, and uh, if you do not need cash, don't just redeem for redemption's sake. 
Yeah, even at this time, maybe you need cash for something. It might even be good to consider other. But I have a question. So, so you're saying? So let's have there are two possibilities. Some people I've spoken to say, say I actually needed the money at the time I came for it, and when I entered the investment, I didn't know that this man had told you anything. I don't know him. Is you I know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was hoping that my ten thousand that I bought. The price would be twelve thousand the yeah. time I exit, but then this man has sent you a letter that says that well, if Bernard is exiting in November, the price is eight. Don't even give him the ten. Let him get it for eight. He feels hard done by. He says it's like you are changing the rules in the middle of the game. So I'm not happy with you. What 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 will you say to such a person? Well, you see, it's 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 rather unfortunate, and I guess the strategy for most fund managers. Um, where, uh, was to hold these funds to maturity. But we are currently in an, an environment which we all witnessed to. I mean, the monetary policy rate has increased by about 11 percentage points over, um, you know, the last several months. Mm-hmm. And that has a- adversely impacted the prices of these bonds. Okay. So you understand. So um, I guess at the time of you coming in, we all expected that, look, uh, We've pulled funds from various investors. We're going to hold these bonds mm-hmm. to maturity. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a coupon or interest, as you say, to come in um, to reinvest if interest rates were going up in higher yielding instruments to take advantage of those higher yields. Um, and also, we keep cash when investors are coming to redeem, we give them. But currently, what has happened is we uh, fund managers have been inundated with redemption requests, and based been, on what is it based okay. on the the fear of a haircut no. or what was what, why were they, why are they doing that before all these haircuts thinking discussions up. started? Okay, like I said, the NPR went up, um, so interest rates on government securities. So you mean the monetary policy rate went up? Yes, yes, NPR the monetary policy rate. Yes. So interest on government securities also went up, and the interest on these securities uh, were more than what uh, these fixed income funds mm. uh, were offering. So, you know... People, people wanted to move their money, money into more... And then invest in higher yielding instruments. And then secondly, you know, we all know that people were speculating on the CD as well. So they were also removing their CDs to buy dollars. To buy dollars. You know, so there was pressure on fund managers... Yes. Beyond the liquidity they are prepared, so they've, they've been inundated. I mean, there have been out the outflows and the billions. Wow! Okay? So, so because they've been inundated with these requests, they need to go into the secondary market to sell to sell for the guy who's remaining. Uh, so let's yes, put it So I want my money now because I want to buy dollars. Uh, Nathan is there relaxed, uh, but you have to sell. What I want to exit, yes. and the person buying it doesn't have doesn't want to buy it at the the high price. No, but he can buy it at a high price because, because the market is depressed. Yes, because look, if there was a bond which was I bought a bond maybe a year ago at twenty percent, mm. and now on the secondary market the yield of that bond is in the mid to high forties. Uh, if I want, I need to buy your bond. I need to buy it at a price. Where the coupon I get and then the capital gains I make at maturity will be equal or more than what is currently um, the yield mm-hmm. or the, the coupon or interest yeah, yeah. on what we call on the run issuances, yeah. uh, which are the recently issued mm-hmm. securities. So I guess that is the reason why 
um, if you invested with me and you come back now, I'll tell you that. So the other question, sorry, so, 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 so two things. Are you not selling products to people who don't understand what they are buying? Because the way you're explaining this thing, if I'm coming to give you 100,000 CDs, I should know that based on the interest rate, uh-huh. the price can rise or fall. Yeah. And that whatever I get, as you said, capital gains and then interest or coupon. It seems to me that a lot of people were buying these things not knowing, without understanding yeah, absolutely. in fact this this point you made about the price and the investment relationship with the interest rate and the fact that it is the what is the so-called power value i'm sure 70 percent of your people don't even know what the meaning of those things are but when they give you the money you take it <laughs> Do you understand? so my question is maybe you guys in the industry too it's your fault you having because again the, the point you're making about people all speculating and running yeah now there's no industry that can withstand a run yeah. Now, a run is always based on information or, or fears. Lack of it. So, again, I'm challenging you that maybe you guys in the industry have not educated your customers well enough. And that is why they are susceptible to whatever message. Somebody can put something on WhatsApp and people are all running because the guys, you are, you are taking their money to do business for them, but they don't actually understand how you are making the money for them. And so, the least thing that happens, they do something and then you are hot. And then you have to call this. <laughs> Okay. You know, I think that's a good point, Bernard. I mean, the thing is, uh, prior to 2016, I mm. believe, Rev, I guess I'm right, there was no secondary market mm-hmm. uh, for um, bonds. So just a primary... So it was just a primary market. So mm. there wasn't a secondary market where you could sell. So I guess... So, so when you say primary market, you're talking about the main people, BOG, the big guys who buy from government directly. Secondary market yes. is selling... Fund managers to buy from government. Yes. So everybody understands the terms. So I want to explain what the secondary market. Okay. But on the secondary market, that is where we can trade... Mm-hmm. these instruments. Mm-hmm. So, if I want to exit an instrument, I mm-hmm. go to the secondary market mm-hmm. and uh, that will be, um, for most securities, it's a function of demand and supply. Okay. I mean, even for fixed income securities, mm-hmm. it's a function of demand and supply as mm-hmm. well, as mm-hmm. well as um, uh, interest rates, like Rev was saying. <laughs> you know, so, um, prior to 2016, there was no secondary market. So, okay. all these fixed income funds um, we're doing valuation on a whole to maturity basis. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, the rationale for most of them had to do with the fact that, you know, no one expected a run. So they expected that as people come in mm-hmm. across the economic cycle, you know, we can invest maybe when there's low interest rate regime, when interest rates start going up, we take advantage of um new issuances, the yield on newer issuances, and conversely, the same would be true, so that we are able to offer returns across, pretty decent returns, across which whatever stage of the economic cycle we are in. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone foresaw what mm-hmm. we are currently experiencing. And let me say, the whole to maturity valuation methodology to it's something which is also used. I guess it depends on the strategy mm. of, okay. of, of the manager. But um, with the mark-to-market valuation methodology, it's 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 the standard used. You know, when you have financial assets or liabilities. So is that going to be the permanent? Value. So Rev, are you saying that going for it from now henceforth is mark-to-market, or we are saying because of the current economic uncertainties, we are doing mark-to-market, and then we'll do it to hold to market later. That's what you how to maturity <laughs> so there, there, there is a, a link to the business model uh-huh. if we take for instance a, a money market 
uh, fund mm-hmm. uh, where the investment is in uh, fixed income securities a year and below. below. You find that back to market is doesn't really it's not applicable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 we, we, what what we are saying is uh, is is that one of course the your business model uh, matters, um, but for fixed income um, fixed income portfolios, especially. Um, um, the the longer end, yes. Um, you know, you need to do the mark to market so that one you can let the investing public also see, um, you know, the risk associated associated with that particular investment. And I totally agree that a lot more work needs to be done with the education mm. um, because I think um, people haven't been giving the understanding that uh-huh. even um, fixed. Uh, fixed income um, has some risk. Mm-hmm. So a lot of education needs to be given for people to understand um, how prices of yeah. securities can move and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree okay. with, with, with mm-hmm. you on, on, on that point. Okay. Uh, some questions have come in. Uh, this one, okay, the first one I have here, somebody is asking if, for example, mutual funds, do they have a maturity date? They don't. Mutual funds don't have. They money. don't. Now, each mutual fund or collecting investment scheme will typically tell you that um, you can access your money um, either uh, after this period, um, um, and if you put in your request, it, it will take maybe X number of hours or days. But with mutual funds, especially open-ended, there's in and out. So there's no maturity date. So, so, but that's what you need to clarify. Is when you use hold to maturity. As the alternative to mark to market, I have a problem with that because it depends on what I buy. I feel it's more accurate, and I'm not an, an accountant. It's more accurate to use a word like amortized value because if you say hold to maturity, if I'm in an open-ended mutual fund, there's no maturity, or is there? Kizai? No. So the maturity is in the underlying assets. Asset. So the mutual fund or unit price will have a price, uh-huh. and the price is a reflection of the underlying. Securities mm. now, some of the underlying securities would have maturity dates. Some, it's because if it's uh, um, equities or shares, there's no maturity uh-huh. date. Uh, but if it's uh, fixed income, there'll yeah. be the the maturity date. Okay. So the fund manager, um, uh, you know, maybe the strategy is holding to maturity mm-hmm. for the that component of that the component yes. of the portfolio. But you, as an investor in the mutual fund or unit trust, yeah. you buy units or shares in the in the yeah. fund, which is you know why I'm worrying myself about this. You see, if I go and borrow money from a bank, yes, why don't they also do mark to market? Because if I go for a loan of twenty thousand dollars to buy a house. Okay, and you say the interest on the loan is ten percent because at the time I went for the loan, interest rates were at this level. I'm paying the loan over twenty years. At this time that I want to exit, maybe I decide that my mortgage is too high, <laughs> and I want to exit because the currency doesn't make sense to look for CDs. Why don't they also mark to market and say, well, at the time of exit, the interest rate has dropped to four percent, so we must reduce your interest rate. Why don't you do that? Just that. What is if you are using mark to market? I have invested, I have ex- excess money, and I want to make money on it. And you're saying that when I'm exiting, you will mark the price that you sold to the, the asset to me at the current market rate. Interest rate is the price of the debt. So in the same way, if I go for a loan, in a volatile interest rate environment, you should also be able to say, if somebody is paying their debt at a specific time, particularly for something like a mortgage, they should also mark the interest rate to market. Okay. But you don't do that. Benet. I think with banks, 
um, when they're given facilities, you either have a fixed interest rate or a variable interest rate. Mm-hmm. So I guess one could argue that the variable interest rate is the mark to market. So if but most banks will give you fixed. Well, I guess then that is the banks. You know, yeah, but so you know, you know, it's the financial sector. You see, the financial sector is under threat based on everything that's happening. Yeah. So the financial sector, because of the economy, is threatened. Yes, you are the SEC guys. So yes, some of these things are BOG issues. But I'm saying that if you want people to trust in the market, your pricing methodologies have to also be reflective of the times. You, you, and I, I'm, maybe this is not a forum for it, but you can't mark to market for my investment and then me, then when it comes to the debt I go and owe you there, you are saying the interest you give me in 1945, I should still be paying. That doesn't make sense. So that one, they won't agree. Some questions. Uh, is asking if there's going to be haircuts on BOGT bills. And how will it be done? How will it affect the investment? No haircut. It depends on what machine they use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they use the, the, the razor and the, the comb, no, that one is deadly. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's a good no, question. No, no I, I think, uh, you know, uh, Bank BOGT. of Ghana uh, uh, bills, and they, they buy for the, for the, for the government. So, mm-hmm. the, the question will be, what will be the position after the uh, government engagement with IMF on, on what would be done about the mm. government uh, okay. borrowing. So th- that would apply to all government. Okay. Uh, and like I said, I, we don't, the details are not yet out. So it's not good to speculate uh, at this time. Right. Francis Interma is asking if, if it makes sense to buy treasury bills or begin contributing into a mutual fund at this time. Um, I think, you know, I c- I will not be able to answer this question until I have a lot more information from I Francis. I mean, I need to know what your investment horizon is um, and what your risk tolerance levels are and which um, mutual fund or which securities okay. uh, will be needed for you. I mean, if you need your money in three to six months' time, mm. it does not make sense to invest in a mutual fund. Then you are better off going to buy a treasury bill. Okay. If you want to put money away, you know, over the medium to long term mm. and depending on what your investment objectives are, then possibly mutual funds could be right for you. Okay. But one would need further information um, okay. to, to answer right. that question. All right. The, uh, this one says, one, what duration of investments will not be affected by the mark to market? And unlike term deposits, Mutual funds do not have a fixed term, so how do they calculate the mark to mark? That's what I asked. Yeah, I think that's so. So, so let me start by saying that mark marking to market doesn't affect the value of your investment. What marking to market does is saying that today, mm-hmm. what is the value market value of your investment? Okay. Now, how do unit funds or um, unit trust or mutual funds uh, value or apply mark to market? So. If, let's say, um, a, a, a particular fund has X amount of um, investments in GOG bills or, uh, you know, bonds, um, it will look at the prevailing price today, and that will feed into the NAV of the fund. So mutual funds or unit trust, um, they are supposed to compute the net asset, yes, value, asset value of the fund, which is taking into consideration all the assets mm-hmm. uh, minus the uh, liability. So it's very simple. It's a question of taking the current um, value of the bonds mm-hmm. that they are market to market, and it, it shows in the NAV or okay, the, right. the price of the okay. fund. Joshua from Kaswa says, how long is this directive going to be in place. The current value of my investment with EDC is now 80% of a hundred. 
Truly speaking, I expect this investment to cushion me in try, trying times. What is the use of saving now with a directive that values my investment to market value? So, that's... Okay. Um, yeah. For me, I think um, it's rather unfortunate it's 90%. But what I'll say is asset prices are depressed. Mm-hmm. Okay, And there's um, an adage or maximum fixed income. Mm-hmm. Uh, in investments, mm-hmm. uh, in investment management, which says you buy when asset prices are low mm-hmm. and sell when they are high. Mm-hmm. So, in as much as uh, what we are experiencing is not pleasant, I believe there are also opportunities. So, I mean, um, but it, like I said in my previous statement, it's good to look at your circumstances, look mm-hmm. at what your investment horizon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what your risk tolerance level is, mm. and um, maybe this is the time to even buy more. I have a question yes. based on what you've said in terms of for those who want to exit, and you are saying if you don't have urgent need for your money, stay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's assume I stay because I don't want to distort the market. I don't want to force you because, as you said, everybody is trying to get their yeah. money out. So we stay. You're not distorting the market, it's for your own good. Fine. <laughs> so I stay. Yes. Are you saying that eventually the market will correct itself and therefore that 100 that become 80 will go, go back, back to 100? Okay, very good question, Bernard. Mm-hmm. You see, when it comes to equity, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to sound too technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use terms <laughs> like volatility and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You see, prices go up and down, mm-hmm. um, which is what we... That's what... The fluctuation is called mm-hmm. volatility. Mm-hmm. With equities... The volatility is infinite. With fixed income, once you're holding to maturity, there's a convergence to the face value as we approach maturity. Mm. So that is why we are saying stay invested. Okay. So something could be 80 now, you know, but once you're getting closer to the maturity date, it trends towards the face value, which is mm. the price. Mm. Um, I, when uh, the issuance was done. done. So maybe at maturity date, you're back mm. to your 100. Mm. So you see, that is why it is important that people stay. Yeah. Only crystallize your loss in these times mm. when you decide to exit. Okay. Now, the thing I was also saying is, because asset prices are trading at depressed levels and you invest more mm-hmm. now, there are some of these governments of Ghana bonds which are trading in the high 40s. The mm. yield is in the high 40s. Mm. So once you buy some of these securities now, what happens is as you're approaching maturity, over the life of or the remaining life of that bond you mm-hmm. have purchased, mm. you'd have made some solid returns. Se- and with fixed income, there's always what second question. reversion to the Se- second question. Will come down and Shouldn't fund managers... <coughs> of which you are a very good one, begin to question their assumptions. My question is premised on the fact that two years ago, when I talked to fund managers, they are like, oh, because of all the things in the financial sector, we are all moving to government. So a lot of our portfolios, we are going to increase the proportion of government things we buy and move away from. Because in the past, people were spending money on other instruments. So they were even investing in other financial institutions, for example. 
So they'll give money to her savings and loans and mm. things as part of all of that. And realize actually, because of all that happened in 2017, with all this, some of these companies collapsing, and say, look, let's just move because there's a diversification as well. So when you give a fund manager worth his salt, must manage the assets based on his understanding of the market and his risk. So the guy said, I'm moving the thing to government because government is safer. Now, government, you are saying there's no haircut. We don't know. Definitely, if there's a, if there's a debt restructuring. <laughs> no, okay, what I'm saying is that he's saying that the president said there was no principal haircut. Yeah. And that even had to be clarified when I asked Kojo upon Kruma the yeah. question. So, I'm saying that don't fund asset managers and fund managers have to re, re, Evaluate their assumptions about the market that oh government is the safest government, but because there's a risk that the government may not pay. In the in the past, when they are doing the risk analysis, they always say oh after government the government will pay, pay yeah. but the risk is about interest rate, exchange rate risk, and inflation risk. But now you are sitting here and with an IMF program, you could have a restructuring of domestic debt, and that could mean something else. So I'm just coming back to you to say maybe we have to get new notes about this market, and maybe we have to tell people that we don't understand it. The way we sell it. So when you are coming to give us money, these are the possible things that could happen. She says, so I'm putting it to you on behalf of the industry, not personally. But for me, it's a bother to me that people are unhappy now, and we are not trying to explain the thing reverse based on. Whereas maybe the explanation should have been done. Yeah, and the, the assumptions they use in the investment were probably wrong. I mean, uh, those are very extremely valid points, Bennett, and. Uh, I guess what I, um, we've been talking about in the industry is that there needs to be a paradigm shift in our minds, in our mindset. I mean, once we had a secondary market and there was fluctuation, I mean, I guess, uh, especially, particularly government of Ghana bonds, mm-hmm. there was an element of risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I think the main thing is you talked about diversification. That diversification is key. Uh, I always say diversification is the ultimate risk management tool. So, I mean, yeah, when it comes true. to investments, you don't need to put all your eggs in one basket. It doesn't all have to be in government. Um, mm-hmm. You should look at equities. Um, you should look at other alternative asset classes as well. But quickly, I think it's also important that um, investors seem to you know, the mindset of investors always seems to just focus on the upside when it comes to investments. For every investment, and now we are even seeing that with government, there is some downside risk. Mm-hmm. You know, so people need to know that, you know, there's upside, there's downside, just don't focus exclusively on the upside. Mm-hmm. Because that is what seems to happen, and then people... Go ballistic guess, when they are losing I guess, money. I guess the fact that it's it's money and people want more of it. Yeah, mm. People get emotional when it comes to money. <laughs> yeah. Nita, I think we need to conclude with a, a question for Rev. In a sense, a lot of people keep asking about the previous revocation and their debts and things. I, yeah. I need you to make a statement on that. For example, somebody says, Bernard, first fund since this revocation in 2019, shareholders have been paid just 8% of their investment. This was paid in 2021. What is the SEC doing? I believe that Yes, you are here to talk about mark-to-market and all of this, mm-hmm. but I believe there are unresolved issues with the yes. 2017 to 2020 financial sector cleanup, where some of the customers in companies that you regulate have still not received their money. And I believe it's important for you to make a comment on that. Is it that the money is finished? Is it that they will be paid later? Is it that when the IMF comes, we, we don't know. So please, you need to give us 
some 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 way forward on that matter. So is, is that the last question? Are you no, that's, 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 that's the one. We have only five minutes, so that's what people yes. are sending me. So I have to ask you. Okay. So um, I think the clarity is that um, for investors who were who had their monies in the some collective investment schemes mm-hmm. managed by the failed um, fund management companies, what the SEC did. Um, was to basically engage the boards of the mutual funds or the trustees of the unit trust that engage new fund managers because the revocation didn't affect the licenses of the fund. So if you take a first fund or any of the mutual funds mm-hmm. or the unit trust that were being managed by those fund managers who lost their licenses, th- those schemes, collective investment schemes, were still uh, intact. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the direction from SEC to the uh, directors, because the directors are responsible, to appoint new fund managers. So we are aware that the directors have gone through various processes, um, you know, to basically engage uh, new fund managers. Uh, some had to, after agreeing on one, then, you know, the fund manager came back and said, I'm no longer interested. So some had to go through multiple processes to um, have uh, new fund managers appointed. Now, when a new fund manager is appointed, the new fund manager also will need to do an assessment of their portfolio uh, to determine where the assets are, um, what is the state of the assets, and, and then engage the um, the, uh, the shareholders or the investors in the f- mutual fund or the unit trust about the way forward. Mm-hmm. And like any mutual uh, fund or unit trust, um, the investments are not guaranteed. I think that is a point that uh, people must understand. If you invest in a mutual fund or unit trust, your investment is not guaranteed. Okay, so it depends on what assets there are in the fund mm-hmm. and the ability of the fund manager to sell um, to sell the funds. So we are aware that um, some of the uh, um, collective investment schemes in this case, uh, the fund managers are having difficulty because of the underlying assets. But what I would say is that um, the investors in those funds should be patient and engage the fund manager you know, to give them updates on what uh, is the exact state of the assets of the fund mm-hmm. and what they are doing. And if they are still not getting that clarity, they can uh, file a complaint at the SEC. But what we did was to get the board of directors and the trustees to appoint new fund managers. That is what the law um, 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 requires. So that's what I'll say. But maybe just to touch, I, I can see one question uh, a bit on liquidity. Yes. Uh, and I'll just touch yes, on, uh, I, I'll just touch on it. Yes. So uh, um, we, we are aware that because of the heightened redemptions and the fact that the secondary market uh, has become very dry. The secondary market has, has become very dry because I think a lot of people are um, in, in a, in a, um, uh, a hesitant mood or uh, wait and see, not sure of, as it were, what would happen you know, with, um, you know, discussions on government debt. So you find that the appetite to 
buy uh, in the secondary market is not there. So a number of the farm managers um, um, seem to have a serious liquidity crunch uh, because of the heightened uh, redemptions as well. They have exhausted the provision they made to meet liquidity and they're having to sell. Meanwhile, there are no buyers, no takers on the secondary market. So it's not uh, an issue of maybe some farm managers have done the wrong thing, uh, but the issue is uh, they are invested in uh, government of Ghana uh, bills. They, they are willing to sell, but you know, there are no takers. You know, so there is a bit of liquidity. We have been engaging with various stakeholders, including um, the Bank of Ghana, and hopefully there will be some liquidity that would help uh, the, the farm manager. So again, we just um, ask for people to um, exercise, you know, some constraint, ask questions, and then get understanding, you know, from the managers of the various uh, schemes. Great. Thank you so, so much. Uh, we've been speaking to Reverend Daniel Ugbamitete. He's Director General of the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, we also had Mr. Kise Antonio, Vice President of the Ghana Securities Industry Association, and he's the MD of Sentinel Asset Management. Gentlemen, thank you so, so much for coming. I'm sure at least some people have some clarity now. There will be those who will still ask a few questions. But, uh, Reverend, just quickly, if somebody wants to get in touch with the SEC, um, how can they do so? Oh, so um, we, um, we our, our website www.sec.gov.gh. You can go there. Um, you can send uh, an email to info. Uh-huh. Info at info at sec um, uh, dot gov dot uh, gh send a complaint and then um, uh, if you go to our website you find our toll free uh, number uh, and so you can call without it costing you um, so these options are there you can engage us if you have any further questions and on what is going on in the market but we remain committed to protecting investors okay. and the integrity of the market Rev, thank you so so much uh, that was Reverend Daniel Ogbami Tete he is Director General of the SEC and we also had Mr. Kese Antonio Vice President of the Ghana Securities Industry Association and MD of Sentinel Asset Management just talking about mark to market and all that starts happening. So I'm sure you have some uh, info now. And like you said, you can get in touch with the SEC, info at sec.gov.gh. That's the email address. You can send and get all your questions answered. Uh, before we wrap it up, though, Heritage Christian College is located at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. They are affiliated to KNUST, accredited by GTEC, and they have all kinds of great programs for you. Your entry requirements, WASI, ABCE, GBCE, HND Diploma Top-Up, and Mature. Uh, 25 years and above, you can call 0547 or 0202 Dial star 789 star 300 has to purchase an online serial number or apply at hcuc.edu.gh. They've got a 50% tuition waiver for all January 2023 fresh students. Heritage Christian College offering world-class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders and if you're an enterprise customer this recognition is for you enterprises subsidiaries four of them enterprise insurance enterprise life enterprise trustees and acacia and their respective positions at top companies in the prestigious ghana club 100 
Now, these awards are dedicated to you, our valued customers. Dream big with us, enterprise is your advantage. And that's our city, that's our city breakfast show for the morning. Many, many thanks for uh, tuning in. I'm sure you have loads and loads of questions. Uh, but yeah, that was um, our show. Thank you so much. Earlier, you had Godfrey Akotopafi, had Bernard Avila, and uh, Fred Jabano Caleb could have produced the show. Godfrey Dodum gave us support on technical. My name is Nathan Kwa. We are back tomorrow morning with another episode of the City Breakfast Show.